0: This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Yeah, see this that? It's
1: that Blueprint 3 shit right here. It's that TM 103 shit right here. You ready? You ready, ho? up.
2: Yeah, Allow me to reintroduce myself. At the same time, reintroduce my well-well. At the same time, rejuvenate the game. Niggas
1: that used to came i with my feet, dog said I respect the game T.T.'s, white scores, the the same And I know y'all about to say he's just off the chain Tell them fake trappin' ass niggas, stay out my lane See, I ain't dead until I can't
0: complain And when these fake niggas gone, I see I remain just tune in, let me
2: explain. You know I keep that forty-seven who they're saying. These niggas way too
3: far. I played the game. And if you listen hard enough, I say some things. And when that sack
2: got low, I say them things. And put them right back together. I made them things. I
1: put your sentence in there. It represents the click.
2: Money in the Yeah, 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 yeah. That's an underrated song right there, man. I used to really rock to that. Shout out to Blueprint 3. um, And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 136 of This Week in Culture. I am your host, Antwood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant, a.k.a. Mr. Pod After Dark, because this latest shit y'all don't even know. I got my bro with me, Jay. What up, though? This uh, nigga Mike ain't on. Yeah, I was eating chips and shit <laughs> through, the, through the song. Uh, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson,
3: one half of the culture. Uh, Jay Johnson 313 on everything. Follow me.
2: And this week in culture, we review episode 7 of Power Book 2 Ghosts. Now, before we get to that, y'all already know, we want to thank all the listeners, all the supporters, everybody who rock with us, who fuck with us every week. Shout out to everybody who hit us up about last week's episode, letting us know. It was like mad people, like, yo, them Blackberry letters was hilarious. Yeah, that was wild. That was wild. And um, so- I, I really, really enjoyed listening back to those last week, man. That shit was um, fun as hell.
3: Shout out to everybody who tagged us in that. Um, you know, every time somebody be like, yo, drop y'all favorite podcast. Oh yeah, I like that, man. Yeah, I appreciate man. Y'all. Shout
2: out to y'all, man. If y'all ever see, especially when they be like, not just your favorite ones, drop us in the favorite ones. But when they be like, what's your favorite black podcast to listen to, man? Because that's really what we up here for, man. Like, yeah, we want to get gigantic we want to be fucking super duper global and all that shit but we do this shit for the culture you know I really don't yeah we do this um, shit for the culture man that's that's where it started
3: I just want to not go to work and do this
2: That'll work, nigga If we can not go to work and pod all day yeah, Nigga, we global I'm good that's, I'm global as far as that's concerned, man uh, But salute to everybody who rocking with us, dog Salute to all the new listeners All the old listeners All the listeners who stopped fucking with us And then who be hitting me like Yo, nigga, I'm on episode 112 I'm like, Fan, I literally don't I'll remember what you. we talked about But I appreciate <laughs> you getting caught up Where the players dwell? Hey, man And uh, before we get into that power shit We got a lot going on First things first What did, what music did we play on episode 112? Now, nah, nah- no, it no, might I'm, have been, hold up, hold up, because I'll run it back Let uh, me go to 112. 112, library right here at the top, nigga, gang, gang Because I want to know if we did what we were supposed to do it, We probably fucked up, I, I know I probably was on bullshit Let me see, 112 So we on what, 130? Oh man 136 this, uh, oh, so this was a 40s blunts and wop Oh shit this was a good ass episode, <laughs> hold on Let's get to it.
0: This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Jenny, Podcast up, Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Let's hear it.
3: To quote Nipsey on like... uh no, We came in on, on top 10? <laughs> is yeah. that what that shit called? Um, <laughs> DJ Mustard shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... I don't want to give the impression I that I got, I got this this giant set of poise and like nigga, I don't like, remember, dude, I don't remember I whooped that
2: boy head right now. That's probably That's something something I just can't watch I'm it. Listen to snowfall
3: because we, two we
0: had a, a bit of fucking uh, uh, yo talk. man.
2: Whatever, dog. We on here, all right. I know why we ain't play 112, where the players dwell on that. Because we was playing all Chicago, nigga, music. Yeah. We was reviewing the shy. That's what okay. it was. That's what it was. So, uh, shout out to Lupe. And shout out to us for talking literally for three minutes and three seconds before we dropped anything.
3: Yeah, we used to do that. Yeah, back yeah. Then.
2: We might get back to that. Give y'all a little bit of run before yeah. we drop that music. But yeah, that's why we ain't play that 112. Um, nigga, we have a president. Officially, the electoral college voted Joe Biden in and said, Trump, stop, nigga. Quit with the <laughs> fuck shit. Yo, you ever seen anything like this before? Never in my whole life, dog Like, that's how the electoral <laughs> college worked? Dog, them niggas literally came in and was like Alright, nigga, let's go and ahead and wrap Clintons this up
3: got electoral college votes? Like, I, like I watched yeah. on TV where yeah.
2: Bill and Hillary went down there and cast it I didn't know that, that Is that yeah. how that shit goes in real yeah. like, Yeah, it's wild Electoral college been wild though, but it's like Every time you find out something Has it been televised new, before? Televised, I don't think I've ever seen this Like Maybe on, um, like, C-SPAN Something like that Like you might Could find this on C-SPAN Every Four Decembers I know yeah.
3: it's one of you Political people out there That's probably looking at their Your, your iPhone Yeah Or your Android
2: Um like Why yeah. don't y'all know this Oh uh, if you're looking at your Android I don't care what you know That we don't know
3: But like I, yeah. I, I don't I
2: didn't I don't mm. Yeah No it's wild But uh Joe Biden is officially The president So salute to president him President-elect President-elect Um Still to be sworn in Next month Um Shout out to January Hope we all make it Uh Question for you man. What's that name?
3: For the culture What's
2: that name? I don't know
3: where This shit came from Yeah I don't <laughs> I really don't Okay <laughs> And I'm not even Saying that this is My idea Or my line of thinking Yeah But I'm just gonna Play with it too. Fuck
2: it We heard
3: Um Apparently on December twenty first, uh, black people getting
2: powers of some sort. No, <laughs> I, I don't, I've seen so many people post about it. I don't. I don't know what. And that I literally means. felt out of the loop. Like I felt like I ain't right, nigga. I'm not one of them black people. Yeah, but if it goes down on the twenty first, I'm, I'm with the shits. Okay. If it goes down on the twenty first. I, I mean, will then be you know, the president-elect. You know, that's the
3: winter equinox and all this other shit. So let's just say. We're we talking
2: Lovecraft. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um,
3: but let's just say we getting
2: powers mm-hmm. on the 21st. It's coming. What you going for? Man. On some X-Men shit. It, it gets deep, man. Because uh, when you thinking like on some fantasy, sh- you know what I always wanted to do? I just want to be invisible. Mm. Like, I literally want to move invisibly, dog. Like, it's so many things you can do. Like, I know everybody goes, like, directly to nefarious shit. Like You might get hit by a car, though. You could. But I also, I see the car. They don't see me. Yeah, that's the problem. They don't see you. Yeah. <laughs> they be like, oh, let me turn right here. <laughs> <laughs> but I ain't going to move walking down the street like I can be seen and, like, I can't get hurt. But, like, a lot of niggas think, like, oh, I could walk in a bank, rob the bank. Wouldn't nobody see me. I could do this. I could do that.
3: Ain't no money in the bank. Nigga. <laughs> I worked there
2: for you. I want to do shit (laughs) like sit in on conversations that niggas is having about me.
3: Yeah. You
0: know
2: what I'm saying? And just sit there and like really feel how niggas is talking about me. What am I? I don't have one of these. Yeah, uh,
3: but I'm gonna say it, they were like, "What my bitch talking about?" Like, no, real life. Like, <laughs> like let yo. Me see what the fuck you be saying. You see how I,
2: she really be uh, killing me in a group chat. Like, let me let me
3: sneak over there
2: and then text her what you doing and <laughs> see if this <laughs> <is> she lying? <laughs> she be like nothing reading whole time. Girlfriend's on the back. <laughs> she watching that. No man, but I um, that's always been something that I said. It, Like that and wanting to fly. I always said that. And I don't know why I wanted to fly. Like I as a kid, in my dreams I used to fly like all the time. Like I never walked in my dreams when I was a little kid. It was kinda weird.
3: I I fly in my dreams all the time. Yeah. I thought that was like
2: it's more of a jump thing. Yeah. I'd be like jumping really, really far. Yeah. And I'm usually getting chased. Oh, Um, you know what'd be dope? Um that loopers shit. You remember that movie loopers? Vaguely. Where them niggas uh, used to just um it was a bunch of white people, but where they used to just pop up like they could be anywhere on earth at any given yeah, time yeah, like and they could show up like nigga i could have a gun to you right now and then if i loop i could be in a whole nother fucking time warp nigga yeah, yeah. still holding a pistol to somebody. Else. shit was crazy that would um, be dope what you would do
3: if i can get my powers yeah i'm going mystique from x men mm. you know what, what I'm they saying? know what they if know you can or morph um morph from x men cuz yeah i'm going yeah. morph Okay. The is this, this. I mean, it's the girl. Know, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm saying. I get it. Uh, I get it. But morph, like, because he kind of, he ain't had a powers, but he kind of had a yeah. powers. But you can just morph into niggas anytime. And just do anything. You, want to, you know yeah. what I'm
2: saying? Be anybody at any time, dog. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like, that's, that's kind of. That's some why. powerful shit, too, man. Yeah.
2: Because you can literally, like. Do anything. Yeah. You can live life as somebody else and, like,
3: like, I can transform into the bank manager and then walk into the... And walk right in the safe. Or nigga. if you really want to have a conversation about... Find out... So you say you want to yeah. overhear the conversation, yeah. right? What if you transform turn into, into the other friend. person yeah. and then you actually are participating in mm-hmm. the conversation? You can lead the comment. Yeah, yeah. like, man. Uh, Oh, nigga, I'll be all type of uh, voting registration yeah. and
2: shit to get passed like a <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. When I, I wanna, I'll turn into the nigga who control all, like, debt. And just go into the debt I'll really just pop up at J-Job Nigga and start cleaning <laughs> niggas debt out Like yo <laughs> choop, choop. <laughs> Y'all niggas is good now man Y'all can go get that loan dog But no that shit I've been seeing that December 21st shit If y'all know a little bit more about that Clearly Jay and I are just kind of talking about what we've seen But if y'all know like the actual science behind that shit it, Hit us know, up and let us know what they really talking about on this December 21st It is a winter 21st. solstice
3: Yeah 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 It's the on some 2012 That's like the, the end of a uh cycle, yeah, And yeah. I guess this they they saying something about we about
2: to move into. Yo, give me the powers. Yeah, I don't necessarily need to know how the sausage was made, nigga. Just feed me, the dog. Powers. Pause. Um, <laughs> what else I got going on, dog? Uh, Ashanti and Keisha Cole didn't battle. <laughs> Talked uh, all that shit. I couldn't get to it. Um, Talked all that shit, and uh, that nigga Ashanti been around the world, nigga, living life that COVID life, um.
3: Man, I was um I can't say I wasn't like looking forward to yeah. it. But uh on Saturday I had found out it was supposed to be that Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So I'm um watching the movie. Um Queen and Slim. Okay. Watch Queen Salute. and Slim. Uh so once that was over, it's about eight o'clock, I turned it on and shit. I'm like, I don't see it. I'm like niggas was lying.
2: Yeah. And then I went and found out that it got postponed. Shanti and- got the COVID. Say she offered to do it from the cribs, but Swiss and them was like, no, we want it to be an experience where y'all can be together. We don't really care, fam. And it's really for the sound. That's what they won't say. Like, nigga, we don't have time for them sound issues. This shit been going perfect. Y'all niggas act
3: like they can't get an iRig, fam. It's like $40. (laughs) Like, like get an um, iRig for your... Like, I don't don't,
2: don't know, know, but a lot of motherfuckers on the internet was like, Ashanti was scared to get in that, that ring. I'm like, nigga, it's versus... Both of them going to run out of, like, hits at, like, 11 songs anyway, and then it's just going to be album cuts that I don't know. But right after they said um, they're going to redo that, I think January 9th, Ashanti and Keisha Cole, they announced the next verses coming up this Saturday. That's this Saturday? At Bay Area Versus, the 19th. What's so funny is in
3: um our group chat, Royal Rumble group chat, We've been talking about this shit for a while.
2: Yeah. Like I I feel like I've seen this on the internet a few times. Like we've been like, yo,
3: what if cause like they got both 30 plus years of music, dog? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and who gonna outbay the other? Like, this is gonna be a celebration of of some great
2: bay music. If y'all don't know who or what we talking about, man. uh, Let me just go to something. Uh there we go. That ain't me by the way Yeah That's the right Focus, pocus Skiggity, skat It ain't nothing
3: but me That nigga E-40 Gonna sprinkle some of you fools with some of this
2: This G-A-M-E man, some of this guy Understand my system Understand Y'all better get hype sprinkling on this version. With my sprinkling system Understand this stuff It don't
3: stop till the motherfucking Glock pop stop. And fuck a Glock, I'm fucking with the 6R P Diana Ross. cousin Nina mm-hmm. Mr. Meter That's what we do. Understand it. I'll be more hippie than the hippopotamus. Uh, get off in your head like a neurologist. Push him awake to Atlas. Gotta find about by the name of Tupacless. The seven oh seven Marisco helifall back to floor
2: terrace. They announced a Bay Area legend versus E 40 40 water versus too short, dog. I can't wait. That's gonna be lit as shit on Saturday, bro.
3: Dog, I like E forty, right? Yeah. Um, there's no illusions of grandeur to thinking he's like one of the greatest. But technically, he is one of the greatest rappers of all time. Yeah.
2: I mean, one uh, of the most influential nigga rep this area. He brought a whole new sound. I ain't never mad at a nigga who love forty, man.
3: Um, but I tell you, dog, this first song. Damn, is it even? Oh, here we go. I got a mirror in my pocket and I practice looking hard. 1993,
2: my G. There we go.
3: And it sounds so low because the quality is so low. (laughs) 1993. This is on Apple Music. This is literally how it sounds on Massive.
1: (laughs) The mosquitoes in the fly, Sneaky. <laughs> Look, my to play whistle. I'm gonna play
3: t- Yeah, I ain't gonna play it thing. But uh, yo, I got a mirror in my pocket and I practice looking hard. Man. Right before I go to bed, I make sure that
2: my mirror's there. Come on, man. Dog uh, I can't wait till he He better play that. This shit finna be so lit, just for lit ass niggas. And so, you know what I was kind of saying last week about the Ashanti and Keisha joint, like, I get it, but I'm like, eh, I hesitate to say they legends, and I'm like, I feel like it was still like mad other legends we could have go jump in that ring before we got to the Ashantis and Keisha Coles. All
0: right,
3: here's about to be a hot take. Yeah. You know, we like old school music. Facts. You know, like some Gap Band. Mm-hmm. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm-hmm. Temptations and shit like that. Fam, a lot of them songs that we really, really love. Yeah. Them niggas was like three hit wonders. Yeah. Like... I know it probably seemed like to us yeah. that they was great, and they and they are, because mm-hmm. they can tour forever off that shit, but how many of them songs do we we actually listen to from them? Are? Now, the Temptations,
2: that's something different. Yeah, yeah, you Temptations different. Them niggas had platinum hits and singles yeah. for like two decades.
3: And as much as I love Earth, Wind, and Fire... I got about eight songs on my playlist. Yeah, that I f- yeah. That, that that's like the universal. Yo, yeah. this was a smash worker. Not this the record that your auntie used to like, mm-hmm. and she fuck with them. But like these smash records.
2: Yeah, fam, eight. But you know where a lot it. of their. Hits and when I say hits, I mean the shit that we're all familiar with. A lot of their shit comes from the album, but the difference is that's back when we used to listen to whole albums back in the day or when our parents played the whole album. So we know the shit and we familiar. Not that it was a huge single or nothing like that, but it's just like, no, I heard that on the album. Like half my Frankie Beverly playlist, them wasn't singles. But they was so big on the album, and they when you get to the concert, everybody sing them and they know them. But it was like, nah, nigga, Frankie dropped like five singles, nigga, and he backed up for Marvin and them, and that's just what it was. We singing
3: "Mrs. Jones." Yeah. Oh, how many other the songs are you singing from Billy man, Paul? Man, not, no that's no, no, not even a knock to no, Billy no, no. Paul. But like how, like when you when you have a versus, yeah, and these are supposed to be with like super duper hits, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Like, how many are you having with? And that's one thing. So kind of to your point, I think that's why I get a little peeved when, again, and this ain't a knock on Keisha Collins and Shanti just because I don't rock with them don't mean I don't acknowledge how dope they were and how much they did for the culture. But that's why I get a little irritated when we start going to that, and I know it's other shit out here. Because one thing I felt like when Versus started, they was doing niggas where, yo, if I did run out of my own personal hits, Nigga, look at how many I wrote that you ain't even know. Or yeah. look how many I produced. And it was like that's niggas was think. able to keep up on the this is hits only shit.
3: Yeah, that's why I think Ashanti could pull this off.
2: Well, either both of them because I don't know who wrote. So I I I didn't look up the whole catalog, but niggas was hipping me after they listened to the pod last week. Like, yo, Keisha Cole wrote on some shit. Yeah. And like, you might not know. But she wrote on this, and they was kind of hitting me off, and I was like, "All right, I need to go in and look into it." But, but when I, the battle didn't happen, I ain't look it up.
3: Now I do think that a lot of these late nineties, early two thousand stars, uh-huh. technically, on some technical shit, got more big giant hit records than that set. Some of them old school 70, th- that we listen to.
2: A lot of them older it's joints. This same
3: playlist that. If you went down like, let me give yeah. me all your, your old school songs and everybody did that shit. Yeah. Everybody gonna have the same playlist.
2: 80% of the same yeah. playlist. We're gonna run down through a lot of the same songs. Yeah. Um And then, like you said, on the on the groups, it was groups out there like Temptations on the individuals. It was niggas out there like Marvin, Teddy P Facts. who had a legit 20 to 30. That was all like no, nah, them niggas was going for like decades. But then it is a lot of niggas out there who was like, you got a high four, yeah, that stood the test of time. Yeah,
3: it's thirty and everybody years. knew him. It's thir- no, not even thirty. Yeah, it's it's
2: fifty years later. I ain't gonna lie, nigga. If I hadn't gone to uh, Natalie, who did um Patty was that Natalie Cole? Who the fuck did she battle Patty Labelle? That wasn't Natalie Cole. I said that on the pod, and I was wrong then.
0: Um, no, um,
2: um Gladys Knight. Gladys, Gladys Knight. Knight. So I went to the Gladys Knight the concert. Pit, the pit, the pit. <laughs> I went to <laughs> I went to the Gladys Knight concert with my parents like a year ago, um, maybe two years ago. I don't even remember. But if it weren't for that, some of the joints she played in the verses, I wouldn't have been as familiar with. Yeah, because it was like which oh, I didn't know mean, that was Gladys Knight. Okay. Which doesn't mean that those aren't great not songs. at all. It's just like all right, at a certain level, if my parents and aunts weren't drilling it into me every day or every Saturday when I'm cleaning up, I might have missed some of them album cuts that was big to niggas back in the day. Like And then I wonder what the
3: So for an example, you get on Apple or uh, iTunes and they don't hit you with that rap life playlist, right? Yeah, yeah. And those are like quote unquote hits. The, the those are the commercial yeah, records. Yeah. But I can't tell you like right now that them is the best records. Facts. So some of these giant records that we really fuck with, yeah. at the time was that considered like oh that's that industry shit or was that the was, was that really the good shit yeah is what i'm saying i mean even was like was it like a nigga like nah, drake is
2: cool but my nigga in apartment 4c yeah he got that real shit yeah like nigga to to your point or well, kind of to your point when they did the dmx battle right mm-hmm. um my personal favorite x song This wasn't a single. Niggas just started something. That wasn't a single. That was the last track on his first album. You have to play that. But you got to play that in this battle. Because, nigga, this is not only one of my best songs. This is one of the best rap songs ever, nigga. And it's like, yo, that was literally track whatever, 18, 19, 20, on my first album that had six other singles off of it that blew up. And then I went to my next album that had four more singles that blew. And it was like, I literally don't have to play this. But you know what I'm throwing it in there anyway Because nigga this one of my So that's where it gets kind of funky And that's where I'm like With the Keisha Cole shit I knew I had to get them they props Because I'm like Just because I ain't familiar with Their uh, respective niggas And started something Don't mean that them joints Wasn't big to the fans It just wasn't on my shit But It was 19 Woo
3: Yeah Hey, yo, let's get papers and pop mobile holes up in skyscrapers. They had chic the out here spit. drug capers. New York City. no wow. only way to play is gritty. Mm. I want chatter so we can front up in the A-50. My whole committee like to puff out some no jiggy. Who on test this? My me sh- leave you chestless. and ain't shit that
1: you can see. Be taking from Best mates
2: first and ever. The ever.
1: Alright,
2: really I ain't gonna go give it to y'all. Yeah, much, yeah, man. yeah. We ain't, gonna, we ain't gonna do y'all like that. But, um, geeked about this damn, literally Bay Area shit, geeked about this fucking uh, E40 and two short, man. I think, so this is kind of. This is one of them battles where I feel like I'ma leave. Like, yo, that was just some legend respect, legend shit. Facts. That that ain't nothing. That are They not battling. No, that's two legends getting in there and shaking crazy. hands and doing their thing, man. So
3: this is gonna be so dope because they legitimately have 20 records. Yeah,
2: all day. You know all what I'm day. saying? Spanning all day, spanning 30, like thirty years, years nigga.
3: E forty, a first official album that was for sale was 1993. My nigga, Mm-hmm. I know some of y'all who listening was born in 1993. My nigga, literally, literally, literally. Oops, oops, oops.
2: I almost start playing some other uh, too short on y'all. My bad. Um, I yeah. met this. <laughs> Don't even get me on the freaky tales, dog But, uh, no, it's gonna be a good-ass night Um, that's Saturday the 19th I believe that's Saturday, like, I could be wrong Let me now fuck that date up That's the 19th Yeah, 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 Saturday the 19th Um, E-40 and two short Versus, and then Keisha calling and Shanti Coming back in a few weeks, uh, January 9th, I believe Uh, what else we got going on? Oh, um that American Skin trailer, we didn't talk about that. And I had it in my notes to discuss last week. Um, for those who are not familiar, American Skin is the latest film by Nate Parker. Nate Parker, But I, I was trying to look for like an adjective to throw on there, dog. Because I feel like Nate was trying to be a legend and then he got fucked up along yeah. the way, man. As soon as this trailer dropped, he got fucked up again online. Mm, What happened this time? I missed the uh, same shit. Oh, they just brought it back up. Same shit.
3: And he should be ashamed of himself. And he's not taking the responsibility. And he should be apologizing. Mm. Um, there was rooms on Clubhouse. There was different things. And (laughs) every time that he comes out, he's gonna deal with this. And and like women aren't supporting him. And this, listen,
2: nigga, I seen people saying this was Spike Lee's movie. I'm like, fam, this literally directed by Nate Parker, starring Nate Parker. Like, look,
3: man. I can't pretend that I know all the intricate details Mm -hmm. of the case he was charged with and everything like that. Right. But I know him and another person went to court, was charged with a crime. He was let go, acquitted. And the other person was charged with a crime. Yeah. fam. Like what? what? So if y'all, if y'all said I did it, we went to trial and I got acquitted. (sighs) At some, like, what you
2: supposed to do? At what point are you allowed to move on from mistakes that you've made? And again, this is us talking, I'm I'm not talking Nate Parker anymore. I'm just talking I'm talking
3: about anybody who remains and states, yo, I didn't do this shit. Yeah. I'm innocent. Go to trial, get acquitted, and still says, I'm innocent. Yeah. Y'all asking them to be to show contrition and 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 be more like, "Fam, I did
2: I'm trying to tell you, niggas,
3: I didn't do this shit. Now, yeah. granted, I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: and we're All we're firming that we this ain't a defend Nate Parker, but it's like if a nigga goes and stands trial, if a nigga say I didn't do this, yeah, goes never to court, pled guilty, maintained his innocence, went to court. How do I expect that was not found guilty? You know what I you know who I would speak with?
3: I will yeah. speak for myself.
2: Okay. If you
3: accuse me of some shit uh-huh. that I did not do, I'm never going to be a I'm never apologetic after I get off on that shit. Mm. Cuz I told your dumb ass I didn't fucking do it. And if you don't believe I didn't do it, fuck you. Yeah. Because I'm telling your ass, this is me, Jay speaking. I didn't do it. What else the like, there is no other possible way for me to clear my name. Like, I went to the hype. Yeah. The, the best thing that we got to get niggas out to paint when they do some shit.
2: Legal system.
3: The, the other nigga that, was, uh, that I was allegedly with, he went to jail. He yeah. got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so They had enough to get him. They but, couldn't get me. But the situation here is that the young lady
2: ultimately ended up taking her life years later. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like, and rest in peace to her, because if she was whatever happened to her, she was traumatized by it and, and she was haunted by it.
3: And I'm, I can't even tell you that's why she did it. Uh-huh. This was years yeah. later, but because that's how it appears, It's like, oh no, that that must be it, yeah,
2: right?
3: yeah man, we we can't we can't do this to
2: people. And man. and but that's the thing too, man. Like I think um, revisionist history kind of it not only it affects everybody, but it really hurts black men. And I think it's a conversation that not enough people want to really have, right? Like, you can be a a Nate Parker, you can be a Chris Brown, you can be a whoever. And whatever transgressions you've had in your life, whatever you might have been associated with, you might not have even committed or really been a part of, but if your name was associated with it, you can't get away from it. Now, hey, me, I'm a, a firm nigga. Don't put your hands on a motherfucking woman. That's me. But I'm also not at uh, however many years later, decade later, finna be like, yo, Chris Brown, a fucking woman. Be- like, I'm not going to make you be that. You know what I'm saying? At a certain point, you got to allow motherfuckers to grow. And if you don't allow people to grow, you can't act shocked if they maintain exactly what that was that you're not allowing them to grow from. Like, if they can't get away from that, they're going to continue to be that.
3: Listen, I'm never playing guilty for for some shit I didn't do. Also a fact. I'm not doing it. Also a I'm fact. I'm sorry. Maybe that's pride, ego. Yeah. Maybe that'll hurt me. Yeah. If I didn't do that shit, I'm not about to walk around this bitch and act like I'm sorry for doing some shit that I never fucking did. But here's my thing, though. For when, me, when, not when, Nate,
2: for me, because I only can speak for what I would do. When Nate Parker was in The Great Debaters, I ain't hear a word about none of this shit. No it wasn't until that. he came out with his own joint that was about Nat Turner. And now we about to really turn this shit up. And you can feel however you might have felt about the movie. Yeah, I felt like there were some areas that movie could have been a little bit better. But I the lack it. of support for the movie once all these accusations got brought up again, it was like, fam, really? I wouldn't bother on iTunes. Hey, I went and seen the shit twice. Shout out to my nigga Tom. Me and Tom was at the Imagine, and they gave him my seats. And somebody else, his seats. Me and Tommy set off the whole goddamn theater right in the middle of the Nat Turner movie. Shit was an hour in, we still arguing with the manager dead in the movie. Nigga, fuck everybody. Experience. We turn it up. We have the Nat Turner movie to turn up. Nigga, N-
3: don't make me have you one of these twenty six people.
2: Hey, so I I I just feel like at a certain point, if you don't allow people to grow, and again, if you're personally impacted by some shit, that's different. I'm never t- all I tell niggas who are personally impacted by some shit. You find your own way to let that shit go out of your heart. That don't mean you got to forgive a person for nothing they did. But if you're not personally impacted by it and you don't know the details of it and you aren't familiar with it, none of us know what the fuck Nate Parker did or didn't do in that situation. I know. What we know is he wasn't found guilty of it. He's maintained his innocence. Since then, that nigga had a burgeoning career in Hollywood before he tried to go off and do his own thing. And then all of a sudden, this gets brought up, and now that nigga's forever going to be a rapist. And it's like, damn! But he wasn't even found guilty in the court of law. Court of public opinion can sometimes be a lot worse.
3: But like, y'all didn't even know that nigga twenty years ago. No like, hope. you picked up some shit that happened like X amount of years ago. Yeah. You, you heard about it twenty years later,
2: eh. after a person has already passed, and mm-hmm. now you looking like so. What are what what are you using as your? What's the measuring stick? What's the barometer? What's the thing that makes you say? Yo, Nate Parker, I can't support you until you at least admit to your crime that you didn't admit to in court and weren't found guilty of in court. And, but admit and, it to me. And, and like and, who
3: the fuck am I? So at this point, so we either we trust the judicial system or we don't trust them. Yeah. Like which one is yeah. it? Because we be like, Well, they find them innocent. Well, fuck that. You know that you know they be lying? Yeah. Okay, well, you want them to find other people
2: yeah. guilty. They just executed a man the other day who they had literally in court, he was with the people who committed the crime. He did not himself commit the crime, but he was still found guilty of capital murder, put on trial, found guilty, put him on uh, on death row. They just executed him the other day. Um, And pardon me for not having his name directly in front of me. But he was not with, or I'm sorry, he was not a part of the actual crime that got committed. He was just with the people. And all the people on the internet... Black folk, yo, we got to get rid of, abolish the death penalty. We got to get rid of that. We killing an innocent man. We killing a man who shouldn't have died. He should have served time, and that was it. Like, he ain't deserve to die. Okay, so with a nigga like Nate Parker, who wasn't found guilty, y'all going to kill his career? Like, you killing men. We don't want them killing men, but we'll kill a man's career. You know what I'm saying?
3: What can I possibly do to prove my innocence besides going to court? There's nothing.
2: There's literally, unless you actually have proof, which we know, 20 some years ago, he wasn't out here recording whatever the fuck he was doing. Shit wasn't on tape, wasn't no cameras. Not for... This... So it's like, what can you do retroactively to make all these niggas... you, You know what I hate about the internet, dog? The internet gives people a God complex. We all of a sudden turn holier than thou. We all of a sudden turn righter than wrong. We turn into the most, like... Um, upstanding citizens ever And whenever anybody does anything All of a sudden we go into that bag Like oh nigga it's judgment time Oh we gonna cancel your career Cancel culture God complex That's all that is Cancel culture ain't shit but a God complex bro That's it it's, it's niggas trying to say yo We have the power to get behind Whatever the fuck we feel like getting behind And ruin somebody's career based on some shit That may or may not be true Based on some shit that may or may not impact us, based on an opinion, niggas have been canceled over their opinions. Opinion about facts, man. Opinion, man.
3: Opinion about like legal facts and documents.
2: Yeah, like I had um I had a conversation recently, probably a couple months ago. It was right before the election. Um, we were talking about Chrisette Michelle. Like, yo, she really lost her career, fucking stupid over Donald Trump. And I said very clearly in my combo, I was like, she was the or one of the inaugural cancel culture members because she sung at the inauguration. That's some, fu- it's some stupid it's shit fucked up what it. happened to her, but it was like, she also didn't have to, she made a bad move and she made a play. She sung at the inauguration. Sang. For a which nigga is not, that, which is not she, an endorsement, it's not an endorsement. It, for her, it was work, but it's like, yo, but I she can, didn't realize but, how much of a god culture or god complex we really. But one have. of your
3: favorite R and B singers can sing over a track with a nigga talking about murdering somebody and pimping a bitch out and selling drugs, mm-hmm. but your favorite R and B artist can sing yeah. over that.
2: You'll co sign that, nigga. You, we still get every single day. Come on, man. every single day we still get. I can find it on my timeline any day of the week. R. Kelly would kill anybody in a versus. Fuck that shit. And it's like, damn, nobody even asked you. Like, you just felt like letting us know that you still fucking with R. Kelly, which is fine. I'm not giving you that. Cool. Do what you want. You got the right to. But, like, y'all niggas pick and choose when you going to cherry pick the canceling. Y'all cherry pick the God complex. And you you pick and choose when you feel like, yo, somebody's not worthy of our support globally and culturally.
3: Side note. Um, Nate was found not guilty. He wasn't. He was found. Yeah, not guilty. he wasn't found
2: innocent. And the other
3: person who was found guilty ultimately got that shit overturned and was mm. found not guilty. Mm. By the way, so the the, the two, two people, people
2: mm-hmm. who
3: were charged, yeah. one was not guilty off the bat. Yeah, and the other one got that conviction overturned. You know how hard it is to overturn a conviction.
2: Yeah, shit is.
3: I'm not saying that whatever happened to that young woman. Isn't valid or whatnot. What I'm saying is Not at all. when that shit happened in the late nineties, yeah, and you born in nineteen ninety-three and come late to the party and want to say, yo, we should have we gotta get out of here because he did this, you can't you you don't get the you don't get the opportunity to do that.
2: Yeah. Because you, um, you you weren't there. And and that's the thing, man. Like if the if the court, literally, the courts. Could not put this black man in jail Which we all know and admit That the courts love to do If they couldn't do it And we have zero proof That he was guilty of Whatever the fuck he got accused of Let's let that man career flourish Let's not stop this black man's career Like this nigga's a talented director and actor Why the fuck would we want to stop that For some shit that we can't fucking Confirm is true or untrue And I'm all for
3: American Skin
2: Yeah, fam. This
3: fucking trailer and this movie. Fam,
2: that trailer. So, American Skin is about Lincoln Jefferson, a U.S. Marine who works as a janitor at... At a prestigious junior high school, and he attempts to mend his relationship with his son after a divorce. One night during a routine police traffic stop, his son is shot and killed in front of him. After the officer is cleared of any wrongdoing without having to face trial, Jefferson is forced to take matters into his own hand. Um, Not only is Nate Parker in it, also stars the homie, the god, the legend, ghost, Omari Hardwick, and a bunch of other people whose faces you might be familiar with.
3: I fucking
2: hate The term Routine traffic stop Mm -hmm. Because what is a routine traffic stop What's routine about it In my life no traffic stop is routine That's not a part of my routine And a part of the police training None of that shit is routine Because anything
3: can happen I I fucking hate that term It's one of those
2: uh, I hate that fucking term. And if you haven't seen the trailer, go look up the trailer for American Skin. It's available everywhere. You can find it on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you want to look. Go look at that and tell me this ain't a movie we need to get behind. It. In this climate right now, go look at that and tell me after everything that happened in the beginning of 2020, and that's still happening at the end of 2020, and that's been happening for the last two, three, four hundred years, go tell me that that's a movie we don't need to get behind. Um, I'm shocked they even letting this movie come out.
3: Well, it came out in 2019 in real, life. technically, yeah. Um, and you know, it's been running through the, the film. Yeah, festivals. yeah, they went through the
2: through the cons and all that. Got an eight
3: minute standing ovation. Yep. You know what I'm yep. saying? The whole nine yards. Um, I, I,
2: I, I'll say this to when we do the review. Yeah, because um, it got this
3: wicked culture written all over. Oh
2: yeah, no, that's the movie we're gonna be reviewing, and I hope and pray that y'all don't. Uh, Find Jay and I guilty of anything Except trying to support Movies that come out about fucking culture man. That's what we do
3: I'll tell you this You accuse me of some shit that I ain't do I ain't never apologizing for that shit If I ain't do it Facts. Fucking facts. I'm never doing facts. It. I'm never apologizing.
2: Speaking of movies um, and, and some shit that the culture might get behind, we got another one that looks really good that's coming up on uh, December 23rd. I believe that's next Tuesday or Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken, um, on Amazon Prime called Sylvie's Love, starring Namdi Asamoah, former Oakland Raider, and Tessa Thompson. It looks like some real Harry Balafonte- Old school shit is set in uh, I think like 1950s Harlem They meet over the summer And then they meet later in life And they like realize they still in love The shit looks great Tessa Thompson looked like she killing it And my nigga Namdi Asimaw Look like he doing his thing Um, I don't know if Namdi's still married to Kerry Washington But if so For those who might not know him from the Raiders You might know him as Kerry Washington's husband Or maybe ex-husband <laughs> That's horrible Anyway yeah it's sad But you know women don't always be on their football shit uh, But Sylvie's Love. That shit looks amazing. Go check out that trailer. Again, it's available December 23rd. Um, also, just recently announced, Tyler Perry will be directing Sister Act 3 starring Whoopi Goldberg. It'll be a Disney Plus original. Um, or, I mean, it can't be an original since Sister Act already got a one and two. But Sister Act 3 to be directed by Tyler Perry. He's going to keep it going starring Whoopi Goldberg. Who going to be singing? I have no clue how they're going to pull this one off or, like, what it's going to be. But I do want to say that I'm excited to see it only because, one, I watched Sister Act 2 the other day, and I realized that movie was actually hype. Sister Act 1 was great. Sister Act 1 was great. I used Shout to watch it all the time.
3: Um, to Whoopi and, yeah. and, the, and the directors and the casting, because they came to Detroit. Yeah. Um, And I know some people who actually tried out
2: for Sister for Act. For Sister Act? Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited to see, because this is the thing that we've wanted for Tyler Perry. Like, yo- Get away from all your shit and not necessarily like pick up on somebody else's idea, but like do something completely different than what you do. The nigga came up doing plays and doing. So I'm sure he ain't going to be short of finding singers. I want to see what the story is. They have a writing team. This ain't going to be a Tyler Perry only written thing. Ain't I want to see what the direction is, man. I want to see what Tyler Perry pulls out his hat.
3: You know, what's gas you think Tyler put on that? I, wrote, I write everything.
2: Uh, Knowing a few people who used to work for him, he not lying. Like that nigga really used to be in the room, Dolo. This is all me written, directed, starring, acted, filmed, nigga. Yeah. It must, so
3: it must it must really hurt when people say they hate your fucking films. Yeah. When you because it's all you.
2: It. You got nobody else to to point at. But on the flip side, again, kind of going back to what we were talking about, I think that was last week with like independent films and shit. Tyler Perry's technically an independent filmmaker, no matter how big he is, how many fucking hundreds of millions, maybe billions, he might be close to, but. When you on that level, yo, $30 million movie might be a flop for most movies. For me, nigga, this is written, directed, starring, <laughs> nigga, I done made bank, bro. You know I'm not paying hair and makeup. Man, man, we going to find a wig. <laughs> nigga, hey, somebody uh, put a wig on this nigga real quick. Grab some, grab that hoodie off that jacket and put that on that nigga.
3: I got to tag him to some of my YouTube uh, barbers. Mm.
2: Cause get them together. Get them wig get them together. pieces on. The wigs got to be right. Sheesh. We're going to get Jay a fade by uh, by middle spring. Jay going to have yeah. waves. Um, <laughs> uh, Judas and the Black Messiah will be released early 2021 on HBO Max. Love it. I love did not it. realize that was a Warner film. We just talked about Warner's releasing all that shit.
3: My nigga. I nigga, love this shit. You, do I'm you, so high. Do you realize how many more people will watch this movie than they, w- than they would ever watch it in they the They weren't going to the
2: theater. They finna you know how many right at the crib. They're going to hit play. Children, nigga, white children, I can't. Small kids, who gonna watch this? And they say,ing possibly with my favorite actor, they say,ing possibly January, like it's really getting lit. Speaking of our favorite actors, we got our man Daniel Kaluuya, and then we got our man Franklin Saint, um, aka Damson Idris. Idris. Um, he's gonna be in a film coming January fifteenth to Netflix. Get off his corners. (laughs) Gonna leave his people be. (laughs) <laughs> you looking for another job. <laughs> the fuck I don't. Y'all don't know how many times me and Jay have said that. The fact that I don't even. You said get off his corners. I said leave his people be. We sound like the same nigga. Um, Damson Idris and Anthony Mackie star in Outside the Wire coming to Netflix January 15th.
3: Nigga, did you see Triple Nines? Yes. Yo, that
2: was all right. Yeah. Uh, yo, so. When did that come out? Triple Nine came out like years ago. What the fuck? So why is this shit like had a research? I don't fucking
3: know, dog. That shit was trending like number 10 in the, in the U.S. Yeah,
2: I don't know who mentioned triple nines, but um, this movie with uh with Damson and Anthony Mackie looks kind of interesting. So it's about Damson Idris, who plays a drone pilot who's sent into a deadly militarized zone and finds himself partnered with an android officer played by Anthony Mackie on a mission to stop a doomsday device. Like... Sign me up. Two black leads, fucking doomsday, war movie, all kinds of shit. Android. I'm with it. Android, like, come on, dog. Deadly's drones. Nigga, I'm with all of this, dog. I'm with the smoke. So that's coming January 15th to Netflix.
3: Sound like some District 9 shit.
2: Yeah, man. And then um, I meant to read this a long, long, long time ago, but they've announced a good handful of the cast for PowerBook 3 Raising Canaan. Some of these niggas, I don't really know their name. I know their faces, but I'm gonna say the names who I know we all know. Um, Omar Epps will be in Raising Canaan Hopefully, he puts on a better performance than he did in that Netflix movie where he had the chubby jaws. Uh, Al be Shura's son slash Diddy son will be in this. Joey Badass will be in this. Who actually isn't a bad actor? I've seen this thing pop up in like a few things. Joey Badass, oh, Joey is, Badass I, is dope. Yeah, Joey um, Badass get. I mean, he's a great rapper. But he
3: was on um, what's the doctor? It was on. So in USA, it was called Dr. Something. It was a a sci-fi show. It Mm -hmm. was like on some, if Google took over the world, it's like Dr. Evil or Dr. Mm. Damn, this show was
2: really good, though. Let me see. Joey Badass. I'm going to just type this shit up, see if it pull up his um, filmography real quick. Of course they don't, this shit pulling up to discography Oh, he was on Mr. Robot Mr. Robot Yeah, he was on Mr. I'm, Robot I said Dr. Yeah. Evil. <laughs> I'm yeah. talking about Mr. Robot He was on Mr. Robot, he was on the Wu-Tang America Saga um, on uh, Hulu He was on uh, Boomerang, the Lena Waithe version So Joey Badass gets busy, man, and he'll be in this new power book, Raising Canaan. And then, uh, I already said, I'll be sure, son, Omar Epps And the rest of these folks, I know they faces might have even seen them on Power before, but I ain't that familiar with their name, so I ain't going to waste y'all time.
3: I'll be honest. Um, yeah. I don't know how interested I am in raising Kanan.
2: I don't know what they're going to do. Because. Because we know Kanan's end, so I don't necessarily care about his beginning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, I almost tapped out on this season. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, one thing I will say about this season, because they continued a the story that was already happening, it at least leaves the what's going to happen. With Kanan, nigga, we know he died. At some point, we know he went to jail. At some point, I don't necessarily care how this nigga came up, bro.
3: And we didn't like—I wasn't attached to his character where I want to know his backstory. Like he that, was a
2: though. dickhead, and he should have died in season two. His character damn near ruined the show, or at least was a part it of the did. reason for it. It did because keeping him alive is where it started to become a Marvel film. Nigga. Yeah. Like I right, now, y'all getting unrealistic. And then finally, man, I saved this for last, even though it's hella far away, and I hope that we all get to see it, man, God willing. Black Panther two just released its opening date, July eighth, twenty twenty two. So we got a long time to go. Fucking world may not even be hearing it. Literally. But um written and directed by Ryan Kugler. I'm so glad that he stuck with the project because literally Creed Two still fucking makes my mind itch because Ryan Coogler wasn't a part of that no more um, but I'm glad that he stuck with Black Panther 2 hopefully with two years to film and get it all done hopefully they can figure out how to make that story go on without uh, without Chadwick there so yeah man and that is all the uh, the upcoming shit Damn, on the movie end um, I do have a show recommendation It's two episodes out that I want to throw out there um, I have not I'm throwing this out there now because I can't put my ant stamp on it but I have not watched this show yet It's only two episodes I'm trying to let it hit three before I get into it Just because I know me, I like to sit down and try to binge But I believe it's called Your Honor Yeah uh, Is that on
3: what, Showtime? Yeah, somebody I steal content from uh, hit me up yesterday Yeah,
2: it. yeah. Um, Your Honor on Showtime uh, I know Brian Cranston is in that that's, couple, A
3: couple people mentioned it to me Yeah,
2: that's um, Breaking Bad for those of y'all who don't know Yeah uh, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., um, a.k.a. shit from the wire, nigga. If y'all don't know the God, I'm not explaining it Clay to you. Davis. Um, We got to end. I'm looking at these cast members now. There are a couple members of the culture who y'all might be familiar with they face. But if nothing else, um, y'all know Clay Davis and y'all know Brian Cranston. So, Your Honor, I heard the first two episodes is fire. I'm waiting on a third episode before I get into it. But I'm hearing that is dope. So, check out Your Honor, man. Now, let's get to these BlackBerry letters, dog, because we got a couple. I didn't even tell. One of them was text to me. The other I found online, but I didn't even tell, Jay, because I wanted this nigga's live reaction because we got some wild letters today, dog. Uh, Before we get into the BlackBerry letter, y'all already know how we do every week. When y'all hear that can crack, that means your man back. All right, we're going to start with... uh, The wilder of the two, this is the one that I found on the internet that I thought was interesting. So it said, hi, I'm hiding my name off top. I know you don't bullshit because you don't want your name here. My husband found me in bed with another man in our bedroom. I expected him to shoot us both right there, but he didn't. He nicely asked the dude to get dressed and leave. I sat there shaking to the toe at that moment. I don't know what shaking to the toe is, but it sounds like it's bad. She white. He told me to go take a shower. I tried to apologize, but he told me he didn't want to talk about it because there was nothing he could do to reverse what happened. That was the last time we spoke about it. Every day since then, he has been nice to me. He still buys me flowers and takes me out at least twice a week. Just last week, he took me shopping and spent a grip. He's busy organizing... Yeah, (laughs) she went from white to black real quick. Um, He's busy organizing a vacation for us overseas before Christmas. My husband is literally doing everything that I could want in a man. Here's my problem. What he saw last month is literally eating at me every day, especially because he didn't want to talk about it. I'm even beginning to lose significant amounts of weight. I expected him to chase me away or punish me or call a family meeting to tell everybody our business he's doing literally the opposite of everything I expected it's making me feel like he's planning to do something bad to me sometimes I'll open my eyes in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping and find him just staring at me when I've asked him what he's doing he'll say he's just admiring my beauty and thanking God for this blessing I think he's planning to hurt me when we go overseas am I being uncharacteristically and unnecessarily paranoid or should I be worried Um, I was going to tell you, don't go
3: overseas. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to tell you, don't go um, overseas. Um, Nigga. Hey, listen, um, you're a piece of shit because not only. You're selfish as fuck, by the way. You're a piece of shit because not only did you cheat on your husband, you cheated on your husband in your guy's bed, in your guy's house. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, have some fucking cooth in
2: your cheating. Man, um, violation after violation after violation.
3: Um, and the reason that you feel so bad is because you're a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> like you are projecting. And now you want him to be mad be and be bad and be um, evil because you are. You yeah. are projecting. Maybe he is trying to drive you away. Yeah. Maybe he is actually being very mean to you by yeah. being nice to you. I mean, that's a tactic that I use in, in the corporate world because you can't get me riled up. There's nothing that you can possibly say to me
0: mm-hmm.
3: that's going to unnerve, unnerve me or get me out my off my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So much and so, in fact, that I'm, I'm still nice and polite to you. Not that nice, nasty. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you got nice, nasty. Yeah. But I'm going to steal that. And it drives people fucking crazy. Yeah. When they trying to push your buttons and it don't work and you continue to put out good energy, mm-hmm. it drive them motherfuckers crazy. Yeah. And then when I hang up the phone, I can let everything out, but I'll be so fucking happy that you can't get to me. Yeah. Like you like on some real shit, he can be going through his spiritual journey. Facts. And like he praying to God and or went like you should be happy. That he not doing no no dangerous shit to you Because I'm pretty sure it's a struggle for him
2: Yeah You know what I'm saying? Um, Like No matter what No matter how he's responded um, No matter how calm he's been After catching you red handed literally in his bed um, A man's still a man So don't mistake his kindness to mean He doesn't feel any way about it I do think that sometimes when men know if I react to certain things, the only reaction is going to be rage. The only response is going to be rage. I don't have a let's sit down and calmly talk about this. Yeah. Once we start to talking, I'm going to get turned to fuck up. So what I'm going to do is just, you know what? I want to be with you. I'm thanking God for you. I'm thanking God for my own personal growth. And I'm going to continue to try to work on our relationship. Because what it sounds like you're doing too is, yo, let me really start doing some of the shit that maybe I had lacked on. Maybe I yes. fell off of. Maybe these are reasons that you thought you needed to go outside of our yeah. marriage. So let me make sure I'm taking care of my shit. There's two things. One
3: is, why does he have to talk to you about it? mm Why haven't you had that conversation with him? Mm. Like, hey, I know we've been, it's been a day. It's been two days and we haven't talked about it. I want to talk about it. Let's go to counseling or whatever. Mm -hmm. I appreciate all this and everything. Let's go to counseling. Yeah.
2: Because this isn't right. Part of your accountability can literally be, and part of your atonement can literally be, Stepping up and saying, you know what, you don't want to talk about it. I get it, but I think for my own space in it, because I don't want you to turn into the perfect husband and then leave me feeling like your shitty wife. Yeah, because I, I, I
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the other thing is, this is something that I I, I try to do most times, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not perfect, so it don't always happen like this. Yeah, I try not to make a decision. When I'm extremely happy, or if I'm extremely upset, I got you because it's not gonna
2: be a. a it's based yeah. on something else. That pendulum swinging one way or the other means that I'm not grounded in whatever decision I'm yeah. making. Yeah. Um. So when I'm I'm happy, I'm
3: in a good mood. That's a bad time for me to make decisions mm-hmm. because I'm probably wouldn't make that if I was level headed. Yeah. So he probably really still fucking pissed at you. Yeah. And I'm trying not to make a decision. While I'm really fucking pissed at you Yeah Cause
2: it's not gonna be the right decision It's gonna be an emotional one Yeah I'm What I'm gonna do You know what bitch We getting divorced Damn but I really love you And I don't wanna get divorced But if I react right now Again It's gonna be a rash decision Or the nigga could be plotting to kill you (laughs) Hey, because that's the other part. I'm glad that she acknowledged that this is a possibility. Because here was the thing, I didn't want to be the one to say it. So I'm glad she knows that potentially y'all go over here to fucking uh, Jamaica or fucking Biscayne Bay or wherever the fuck y'all headed. I don't know. You might not make it back. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh, camping accident trip. Uh, we was hiking. Where was it a, a year or two ago Where everybody kept going And they was getting mysteriously poisoned Yeah, Was yeah. that like Puerto Rico yeah, or some shit no, Costa absolutely. Rica or something um, If y'all going over there I'm just letting you know Don't drink shit Don't drink nothing Don't drink no water no drink no liquor Don't drink shit Don't drink shit Just fast Go over there and say you fasting
3: They ain't got a grip right Yeah We in some small town Yeah uh, I'm about to go get dinner I'm gonna be on camera at the restaurant, and I done paid mm-hmm. pay the nigga fourteen pesos to come in and burglarize man. the home. And like, nah, man, yeah. it, it made I mean, they gonna pop up in the Airbnb. First and foremost, why the fuck is y'all going out of town on a on a on a, a vacation or something? Ba- a, a vacation, and y'all not in that bay mode? Yeah, man. no, you don't
2: agree to go out of town when you just cheated with another man in his bed. And to keep it a hundred, that's really your in. For you to have this conversation That he's trying to avoid If you really Again Even if you just want to Apologize And acknowledge your part Cause he don't have to engage He don't You can't cheat on this nigga And then tell him How he has to respond to it, it don't work like that
3: I thought she's about to say I'm about to dump him Cause he ain't Be mean to me That's why I thought This was gonna end Cause it's nah. kinda sound like She wants to be She probably wants Something out of him Yeah Some emotion See Yeah and yeah. even
2: when I cheat on you, you not even giving me the yeah. Now you giving Which, me I mean and again attention. it's it's never no no good reason to cheat on anyone, but that lack of emotion and maybe lack of like presence might be again where she started to pull away from the nigga and start dealing with this other dude in the first place. So or like are you are you emotionally available? Mm-hmm. Like why don't you fam just go get in the shower? So it's two things that I could not do. I could not catch my girl in the act of cheating in bed with somebody. Damn. And I could not do what Cisco did at the end of that video. Damn, why would you out that crick? I said, nah, I
3: showed him the plastic, with and in the clip. Like-
2: Cisco saw them at the end of that video and turned around and walked out the apartment with the flowers and threw them on the ground. I'm not doing that neither. I'm with her. I thought he was going to shoot you in your motherfucking head. Not saying that I agree with that approach, but... Him saying, yo, sir, do you mind getting dressed and leaving my bed? Ma'am, can you go take a shower? Thank you. And then going to buy you flowers and take you shopping? That's, no, no. Not aunt. I'm going to just say that now. Not aunt, dog. So. Not Jay. (laughs) Go on that trip, but be cautious. Nigga, that's all I'm saying. Because right now, I'm thinking that maybe that man just really don't want to get into that super angry ass bag. And if y'all on your way to the airport and you hear. Just, just go back
3: home. Just go to fuck back home. Dog. Um, if y'all need to listen to Undying Love by Nas, and um, you'll understand how this story uh is would
2: have happened.
3: Possibly, not really.
2: baby. All right, man. Let me get into this other letter. This letter, um, I actually really, really enjoyed. How do we get black women to stop cheating? <laughs> I mean, that's that's the real question, right? Yo, I, black women, man, stop cheating on us, dog. Like, how do we get black women to be faithful? Oh, my God. I mean, shit. Uh, did, off top, we got to kill their leader, kill her. <laughs> she got to die when Take they go out of town. To yeah, you chopped it, you cut the head, nigga. This letter was dope because it was different. I did not know that this letter was headed. My friend texted this to me, and I'm very, like, I was super entertained. So check out the first line. My My friend choked his girlfriend's son and did seven months behind it. (laughs) That's the first sentence, (laughs) I'm like, did I talk this thing last week? So it says, let's talk about what happened. So my friend, who lives in Texas, got with this girl who came from Michigan. She moved down there with her 16-year-old son. He dated her for a while and eventually moved her and her son into his home. Her son was a little badass nigga, can't front. But my friend had a trouble pass. He got caught up selling weed back in the day, so he didn't think all was lost on her kid. He spoke with the mom about letting the son live with his dad in Michigan, saying that usually it's good for a troubled teenage boy to have their father around. She said she wanted the son to be close to her and told my friend that, That it wasn't a thing she was willing to let happen, even though the son preferred to live with his dad and the dad was not only capable, but wanted that as well and had a conversation with her prior to my friend about moving the son back to Michigan. So the son set up a studio in my friend's basement. My friend was okay with it, but he created some ground rules. One night, the friend was recording and playing some music, but he was playing it really loud while my friend and his mom were sleeping. My friend approached the boy who got a little spicy with him. My friend told him turn the music off and call it a night. The kid jumped up and stepped to my boy and told him I ain't turning off shit. They got into a battle of words. Long story short, my friend choked him up. The mom came downstairs, saw what was happening. She called the police. They both told on my friend and testified against him in court. Since he had a past selling the weed, even before he owned his own company, he has a really successful trucking business in Texas. He still ended up having to do seven months. Uh, hello, it's a part two, doo-doo-doo. He's been home for over a year now. I asked him whatever happened to old girl. Wait, wait, wait. He had to do seven months after that incident? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been home for over a year now. I asked him whatever happened to old girl. He said for a minute he was still fucking her and she kept in touch while he did his time. I told him he was an idiot, but that's not my place. Also, she ended up losing the son to the father back in Michigan. <laughs> he fought for custody and won. She plans on moving back to Michigan to be a little closer to her son. The question I have is, if you're raising <clears throat> if you're a woman raising a son who's kind of bad, why would you move more than driving distance away from his father? especially when his father wants to be a part of his life. Also, why is it so hard for some women, emphasis on some, to let the troubled male teen son live with their father? He was a little kid who could have gotten into a lot of trouble down in Texas but could have been so much better off with his dad before he ever got into it with my boy. She didn't want to let him go. Thankfully, my friend was able to bounce back and get back to his trucking business but he could have lost everything over a woman who didn't know how to let go curious to know your thoughts Yo, um, that was a good ass letter man it really was
3: um for the gentleman in that situation um i'd have stopped messing with the woman as soon as she wouldn't have her son go back to uh be with his father uh because i don't like you no more (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) Like the type of person that you are, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't like. I think you a bad person. When the son is saying, "I want to live with my dad," unless there's some situation where I don't know, like the dad abusive or some shit. Well, clearly it wasn't
2: because he got custody. When the son is saying, "I want to live with my dad," when the dad is saying, "I want my son to live with me," and you're saying, "Yeah, that's all good, but we moving to Texas, my nigga." Why would you do that? As a my nigga, like why would you do that? And as a nigga who's driven from Michigan to Dallas far texas is not around the corner dog like that's that's hard even, to access fam. i don't even think that shit should be legal fam i don't even i know that i don't have any children Yeah, uh, facts we don't
3: but like how the fuck can you just go to a different state and lead like the other parent don't matter the father
2: can't do that with the like how do? how is that even possible oh my god let a father try that and the mama say i want my child nigga like, I don't think... Game over. The mama getting a child. I know that's a tough one, but, like, but Wolver- you should not have had a baby with the nigga. So, like- we just had a conversation three episodes ago. Boys in the Hood. Trey. His mama was literally struggling to teach him how to be a man. Why? Because a woman can't teach a boy how to be a man. It's just biologically not possible. That's not to say that a woman... Can't single-handedly raise her son, but there are certain things she cannot teach him, period. Trey's dad, Furious Styles, wanted Trey to come live with him. Trey got in trouble at school. He kept getting in trouble at school. She said, fuck it. You know what? Furious, I'm going to let you do what you wanted to do because I can't teach him how to be a man. Uh, the if reason you I'm- have a troubled 16-year-old son and his dad is saying, please let him come live with me, try it out if nothing else give that man a chance to raise his kid dog
3: the reason I said I don't like her no more yeah. is because you put your own personal feelings and what you would like over the well being of your child um, and that's not okay with me As for when I'm looking for characteristics of a person I want to be in a relationship with or mate with because we may have a child at some point
0: mm-hmm. Um,
3: what's best for the child is a Abundantly clear via the child's own wishes, via the father's own wishes, and ultimately legally via the court mm-hmm. and the boyfriend. Like how many times have somebody got to now? That's four different things yeah. that have told you that yeah. this is what's best,
2: but because you felt, oh, I don't want to be away from him. Pam, yeah. what you feel ain't what's best for the child. And I'm wondering what the dude, his friend who lives in Texas, what he saw. In her parenting that said, I want to sit down and have a conversation with you. Maybe dog should go live with his pops. Like, cause I'm seeing something between y'all that you can't fix or you can't parent in this boy, this like, young man.
3: You, you ain't got the sauce. Yeah. You clearly don't got the sauce and you yeah. probably don't got the sauce and you think that it's okay, because you were probably raised in a two parent, I mean, in a in a single parent home, or baby by your mom. It was a, it was a young lady in here yesterday that was having a conversation on a podcast. She was like, "Hey, I was raised by my mom by myself, by my myself. So if I was ever with a dude who I I didn't like, I, I'm not staying for the baby. I'll take my baby and we'll be just fine by ourselves." Mm-hmm. And the other person on the podcast was trying to say like, "Hey." I get that, but when you have children, there other, there's other conversations. There's, there's other things to think about. Not yeah. saying that you don't leave, but there is more things. You got to be more strategic. You're like, no, you don't. I'm just going to leave because I was raised by a single mom, so I know it's okay, or I know yeah. I can be done. Yeah. And I think a lot of that thinking, whether it be right or wrong, can be detrimental. See, it could be detrimental for, to, for
2: two people to stay in a
3: toxic relationship.
2: Thanks. But- And I just, I feel like, again, dude, no matter what happens between you and the person you have a child with, y'all don't need to stay together. Y'all don't need to like each other. But y'all have to raise this child. That's the one thing that has to happen. Both of y'all need to be involved in this child's life. It is not singularly up to you to decide, you know what? Keep your relationship with this child, but do it from... Fifteen hundred miles away, however far Texas. But the is, court says, because
3: then, then this is where the court is the ultimate law, and whatever the yep. court say is. Yep. But when Nate Parker get released via the court, is fuck the courts. Oh anyway. man, man, but the court say that since I'm the mom, mm-hmm. what I say is final. Mm-hmm. Well, courts came
2: back and, and, and said just, get that boy up. I also think, at a certain age, this boy is sixteen. Fam, if I'm telling you I would rather go live with my dad, and my dad is telling you I would rather my son come live with me. Yo, my nigga. <laughs>
3: yo, I posted something on, on, on my story today um uh, that my cousin had posted. And he was like, This dude, um, uh, I guess he he must have been like a preacher or some white dude. You know the mega mm-hmm. churches and shit. Mm-hmm. He bought a jar of marbles. He was like, Look, it's nine hundred and thirty six marbles in this uh in this glass container. Um and this stands this counts for from birth, it's nine hundred and thirty six weeks before your son or yeah. daughter turns eighteen. Yeah. Then he took out one It was like, here, this one has I don't know, it was six hundred and it was something like, huh, this is at nine years old. Mm-hmm. And then this one he brung out and was like, This is at sixteen years old. And this mm-hmm. one this one he has a hundred and some such marbles in it. Yeah. Like This is how many weeks that you have left to influence your child before they turn 18 and go out into the world and start making life altering decisions. Yeah. And it's interesting that she was like a newborn, a nine year old and a 16 year old. And it was a good visual representation because they had different marbles marbles, and everything like that. Now we talking about a 16 year old. It's not that many fucking marbles left in there. Yeah. You only
2: got a certain amount left. We right around the corner from 18,
3: dog. Before, you aren't the primary one influencing your child. And then at the end of the video, it says the difference between that 936 weeks and the such and such is you. Mm. Like, how your child turns out, like, you have a giant responsibility. Your influence in all of those weeks Really matters. Yeah. Now, everybody's going to be who they're going to be. They got influences from other different areas. But it's you. You got a hundred and something weeks left. He's 16 years old. He already bucking the system. Yeah. He already rebellious against you. The nigga... Matter of fact, he don't want... He don't like this nigga living with mama. I want my dad. And it's not my dad. And this nigga coming down here trying to tell me to turn my music down. Yeah. I am lashing out for attention from a man for a man and
2: i have a father who wants me yeah and what that does to a 16 year old psyche when i'm saying i want to be with my dad and my dad's telling me he wants me to be there but for some reason i'm not there eventually at 16 i might start to convince myself he don't want me bad enough
3: or i must i'm gonna blame you mama hey and now we are gonna have a strained relationship mm-hmm. because you keeping the me away from my dad.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a very complicated and very layered situation. But as two niggas without kids, and we just looking from the outside in, I'ma just say you should have let him go live with the dad from the rip.
3: From two niggas without kids, looking from the outside in, I see y'all tell. I see a lot of niggas online telling me what they wouldn't. What they wouldn't do for their children who don't yeah. be doing shit for they Like, I would do anything Woo. for my kid. No, you Woo. won't.
2: You got to live to that. You got to live up to that. You will
3: not do you anything for your kids. Because you won't even let them be with their fucking dad.
2: Man, man. All
3: that i do anything. No,
2: you won't. Imagine that being the one thing that you need to do for your kid. Like, yo, all I have to do is let you go live with your father. All I have to do
3: is allow the co-star yeah. or the co-creator of this child, P- play a role Whether our f- yeah. Fuck our relationship. Hey. May never
2: speak to you again. All I got to do, do that. Will you do that? Give him, and hold up, this is the, the kind of wild part when you start looking at it. All I have to do is allow the other parent to have a larger role in our child's life than I currently have. Because right now, currently as it stands, I have a larger role than them. So all I have to do is step back and let them have a larger role than me. I've had a larger role for 16 years. At minimum, or I'm sorry, not minimum, maximum, he's going to play a larger role for two. For two. At 18, this child can literally decide to do whatever the fuck he wants. That's why
3: I like the, uh, I've been watching one-on-one on on Netflix. Uh,
2: Flex? Yeah. Okay, okay. I like the idea
3: of him taking his daughter at 16. Yeah. Or fifteen however she was at the show, you know what I'm saying? And then once she got there, like, no, I want to stay.
2: Yeah, and he I was love like, it. He's like, no, I'm, a, I, I want her to stay. Like, yeah. salute to Flex and to Kyla Pratt, by the way. Um, first of all, one on one was actually a really good show. Yeah, that was a really good show. Um, second of all, both of them, some might think they black famous, but I actually think both of them are like really talented. Um, Flex used to get on my nerves a little bit back in the day until Flat App. Yeah, like that was a little It was a little much But um, no, him and Kyla Pratt are both like gems In, in this thing that we do in the culture, man I really appreciate them So Salute, go check out one-on-one Stop letting the other parent not be a bigger part in your child's life Just because you want to remain at the center Like that's selfish They they deserve to be there too, dog this is a question
3: What's happening? I don't even know if I should ask it But I'm going to ask it. Anyway. we here now? All right, it appears to me, I'm going to say a statement, and then I'm going to ask a question. It appears to me that there has been a badge of honor placed on the single mom who struggled to take care of a child and then took care of the child, the child grew up, superstar or whatever, and they thank their parent because they went through all the trials and tribulations as a single mom. Mm-hmm. like there's a badge of honor that's attached to that and should be because that's a difficult ta- task absolutely right i begin to wonder if some people want that task or that badge more so than trying to do it any other way because mm. it's like look what i accomplished yeah but like if you got another person here who's willing to help that's
2: selfish, right? Well, let's let's and that's just the question because I don't I, I can't say that I I'm just asking. No, no, no. Let's let's take it deeper than that because coming off the conversation we were just having, somebody could try to make this seem like we coming at single moms or we trying to. So let's take a little bit deeper, right? Okay. We come from the hood. Yeah, you and I both. A lot of our listeners in the hood, everybody respects the hood nigga who made it the yeah. hood girl who made it the one who got to the bag got up out it whether they went to college started their own business whether they sold dope pimped women pimp niggas whatever the fuck whether they stole whether they hustled if you make it out the hood we respect it for some reason we have less respect for people who literally never had to live in a hood i grew up mm. in a nice household i grew up In a two-parent household. I grew up in a great neighborhood. I grew up with money. I grew up never having to struggle. But for some reason, we respect the struggle. Nigga, we respect niggas who struggle and never make it. More than people who made it and then made sure that their children never had to struggle again. There's something in... And I'm focused on black people because that's all I care about. There's something in us that says... If you're born into it, you don't deserve it. Yeah, you're you're less worthy of it. Yeah, but if you are born in this fucking hellhole, same thing. We do it with everything. It's not just financial. I wanna I wanna extend it because I don't want nobody to think that me and you are talking in a in a misogynistic way. We ain't. We do it with everything. We do it with relationships. Do a boxing, nigga. We respect. Woo.
3: Like for you to be this so, like. 'Cause the boxing the, the the black American male boxing mm-hmm. story is, yo, he came from the streets. Yep. He sold drugs. Yep. In order for him to get out the streets, had he had to learn out a box. Well Earl Spence say, look, nigga, I ain't never I wasn't in I ain't the streets from that. like that. I, ain't I got from that. both my parents. I got, I got a nice house in, in Dallas and everything. My dad's like, great. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, he's still in my life. He's still in the
2: But I'm still gonna knock the, I'm I'm still gonna beat you the fuck up. Yeah, like I could still fight just because I was raised correctly. But when
3: you watch boxing, it's always that sad fucking story because they got to sell that shit to
2: the Mm -hmm. white viewers, right? They want to tell you about all the Mexican boxers that come from the fucking slums yes. down in South America. Look at where they was raising chickens. Oh,
3: oh, don't be an African fighter. Oh, my God. You know, he was a child rebel slave. And you now he went through this village. And everything. Yeah. It got to They sell you the story. Yeah. And I think we've romanticized the story so much that we think that shit is normal in the way that it should be. No. What you should do, if at all possible, is yeah. to work it out. amicably. I've been drinking. Yep. Uh, With the the other spouses The other parent of the child Whether you male, female or whatever And do what's best
2: for the child Fam, look at the relationships we respect The ones where they done went through everything He done cheated on her She done cheated on him They done been abusive They done been this They done been that But then finally After years and years and years of toxicity They leveled it out they figured it out. They got married, and now they live in blissfully. Oh, we love them relationships. Yeah, but the motherfucker who loved this girl, or the girl who loved her nigga from the rip, and they never went through all the dramas. It's like, uh, I mean, they think they better than somebody. It's like, damn, nigga. I
3: mean, kind of her. I don't understand why that is. I mean, it's like the women love the bad boys, right?
2: Mm. Or
3: the men love the the quote unquote fast girls initially. You know what I'm saying?
2: Nigga, women love the bad boys, but want them. Bad boys to, to treat them good. like a good nigga. Men love the, quote, fast women, but want them to settle down like the, quote, good women. It's Why bad. do we want <laughs> to struggle to get to the same goal? Nigga, I'd rather get a good woman from the front than have to get a woman who I think is fast and I got to change her. Yeah, man. I don't want to change you. I don't want to change... Every situation, I would like from my kid. We all talk generational wealth, generational wealth, generational wealth. I want some generational happiness, Nick. Woo! You feel me, nigga? What a, hit! Something. Nigga. <laughs> nigga. What? We talk all that generational shit, but then we act like we wasn't clowning the kids who came from fucking generational wealth back in the day. Look at this little rich nigga.
3: I tell you, I tell you, I tell you how fucked up this shit is. So growing up, even though I was grew up in the hood, Dre roll, Evergreen. Um, both my parents was in the crib. Yeah, but I was jealous of all my friends who live with just their mom. Yeah, and I tell you why? What stupid ass reason? Um, I was I was jealous, or I thought about this all the time. It's like them niggas got to do what the fuck they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. They always would stay out later than me, um, because their moms was usually at work or sleep or some shit. I'm like, man, I gotta go in them. They doing whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck they want to do, and they got extra gifts. They got the, the the Christmas gifts from mom, the Christmas gifts from dad, the birthday gift. And I thought that was like a good thing. Yeah. I was a fucking idiot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But when you kid and you see that shit, it's like, man, yep. I got to follow rules. I'm raking up fucking grass and shit. I got to, I'm so fucking thankful for all those th- times that my dad was on me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It made me do things, uh, clean up the yard and do shit like that. So, but
2: like, We be falling in love with the with the bullshit fall in love with the struggle, dog. I I don't know what it is. And I get it. Yo, black people struggled getting the fuck over here. That was a struggle. We weren't from here. They struggled and brought our ass over here. Do You think it's because the story sounds so good. And we've been like,
3: there's always a story. It's a struggle. You make it yeah, through it. And yeah. it's. we've been sold the story in movies, TV shows. Event, like, See, so don't like like it's, it's that, normal. I don't
2: necessarily think that it's the story that sounds good. The story provides hope. Uh, it provides hope to the mm. hopeless. Niggas who are living in the fucking slums when you can always look at. Nigga, Jay-Z, one of the greatest stories in life. Nigga, he come from the fucking slums. He sold all the dope. We know about the fucking bricks. We know about all that shit. Boy a fucking billionaire right now With a Basquiat set of dreads And he living life And he married to Beyonce And he got three kids And it's like holy shit Kanye from the fucking south side of Chicago Out here Niggas ignore the fact that Yo both of his parents were like Professors and smart And active in his life And Kanye didn't necessarily grow up rough But he did grow up In the, in the you know Not the greatest fucking neighborhood And We love the story though Cause guess what made the story really pop Kanye had been trying to get on all them years Didn't work But boy when that nigga almost died in that car accident Woo now you got a story nigga The story provides hope And when you got a hopeless people Looking for something to hang on to Nigga the story is everything The story being familiar gives them all they need dog. Like holy shit Your relationship bad and y'all finally worked it out What did you do What did you do What what Eric Badu say I listen to him. Woo! Don't even get started on that. Hit that. But yeah, man, um, people, we gotta stop doing that. We gotta stop pretending that struggling is the norm. I don't want struggle to be the norm. I want fluidity to be the norm. I want to when I wake up and I say
3: I want generational health. Man. I want generational happiness. Cause
2: Nigga health is Happiness is health Pardon me Yo somebody was in here yesterday David
3: Um Um McKellar from um Inception And all mm-hmm, that He mm-hmm. was like yo Diabetes done in Your family Um You got diabetes Cause nobody runs In your family Woo All that shit is Not gen- They was like It's like 5% genetic
2: Hey The
3: rest of that shit is Habits That hey. you pick up That are family
2: habits Like yes It Grandma- will hit you If you grandma, do exactly what grandma and your grandma granddaddy. told
3: you taught you taught your mom taught your mom and your older sisters how to cook.
0: Mm-hmm. And then they
3: taught you how to cook. And then y'all sat down and y'all you know, we eat all our food, eat this and that, and you cook a certain way and you do this. And yeah, that that be like the
2: quote unquote it run in my family. No, those yes. habits run in your family. Yeah. But this is anyway Nobody ever acknowledged that Yo some of the shit That they taught you how to cook That they taught your aunt how to cook That taught your mama how to cook That taught your grandma how to cook Your great grandma how to, cook, your how to cook Some of that shit is clogging your arteries And that's why Your great grandma died the way she did And your grandma died the way she did And your auntie died the way she did And your, your other auntie died Cause y'all was passing down Generational Habits that were not great Y'all were passing down poor generational habits And one of those generational habits
3: That you may be passing down Unconsciously Is how you Men Mm -hmm. How you treat your women Mm -hmm. And the mother of your children Mm. And women How you treat the man and the mother Or I mean the father of your child how you interact yeah. with the
2: opposite success is a generational curse. Facts. I posted a meme in my story about a week ago, um, and it was like a cartoon. I'm not looking at it directly, so I'm not quoting it. But the top part of the cartoon was a mom raising her child, right? And it was like, yo, you need to man up. You need to be a man. Stop crying like a bitch. Da-da-da-da. And then the bottom part was that same boy, now older, talking to his girlfriend. And the girlfriend was saying, you don't show no, you don't show no emotion. I need you to open up. And it's like, Fam. I don't know how cuz look how I got raised. I got raised to be this way.
3: People don't believe me when I say this, but I, I this is what I want to happen. Uh-huh. For the state. Country whatever. Mhm. I want them to mandate that the child go with the dad. Mm. And if, and dad, if you don't take the child, then you you can go to jail. We've talked about that on this spot. Like I I I, I you got to do it. One, yeah. if 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 any of if anything, at the very least, niggas understand that the whole single mom shit ain't it ain't easy. Yeah. But two, like we've seen what happens when a mom is just left to raise a child by themselves. Yeah. Like we we've seen this over and over again. Make the make the make the, make the father do it. Make yeah. The father has to be the primary care physician. Forget the child support shit. If you're not the, I said physician. <laughs> if you're not the primary caretaker <laughs> If you refuse to take the kid Then I'm going to put your dumb ass in jail It's your child
2: Nigga we saw on power um, And not to make power any deeper than what it is But just within the context of what we're discussing We saw Kane get into it with his mom Have an issue with his mom And then throw her to the ground And then it was like oh shit In that instant, she realized this is a grown man, and he's now beyond my control as a mother. I can no longer control this man. It's too much for me. But then we saw his father come in and not only show him, hugged him, kissed him on the cheek, did all the shit that his mom didn't do, seemed a little more nurturing, but then very much step in and say, I'm your fucking dad, nigga. Had your ass beat real quick. Don't ever touch my wife. Iron Fist meet Velvet Glove. And that's the thing. We got to find that medium. And I think that happiness and that health and all of that shit that we look for lies in that medium. But for some reason, we avoid that medium. We want to stick on the Iron Fist side of life because the story that we can tell making it to the Velvet Glove from all the way over there sounds a lot better than just starting in the middle. Like, I just want to be good, and I want to be healthy. I want healthy relationships with my girl, with my husband, with my child, with my baby mom, with my whatever, dog. Thinking back to the
3: other Blackberry letter, Uh uh-huh. what if you had to do all disagreements like that? Mm. When you upset and somebody
2: wrongs you, you got to be nice. Who do you think he is? Jesus? Woo! Turn the other cheek on your ass (laughs) Turn the other cheek on your ass Like
3: what if you had to respond that way When someone wrongs you You literally had to respond with kindness Oh man It will make them Some people Like fuck
2: Kindness If somebody being kind to you Makes you reflect on your own Poor behavior That should tell you more about you than them You should be more worried about you than them Nigga if If your husband being kind to you Makes you feel Funny or bad or worried or Concerned nigga you're the Problem not your husband not to be In a pulpit but like That's
3: what the whole Jesus turn the Other cheek thing is about Mm -hmm. It's like yo You're gonna be Mean trying to Bring the evil out of me and I'm gonna give you The God in me yep and what you going to do with that?
2: Yeah. Because she's so fucking frustrated, she thinks he going to kill her. She literally scared to go on a trip with her husband. You're married to this man. And you scared to... You wasn't scared to go shopping with him that day. You wasn't scared to cheat on your husband,
3: in your house, in your bed.
2: Yeah. 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 But now, because he's treating you well, <sighs> you're scared.
3: Boy... You're listening to The Sound
2: It's a little intermission
0: Shout out to Mary Mary
2: and Apple Music For that little ghetto ass You're listening to The it's, it's really gotta be about the God in you though dog. Like you legit have to Imagine that Imagine what the world would be If when you got wrong
3: You had to do something. You responded
2: kindly to people. But then imagine how fucked up the world would be if, when you got wronged, everybody responded poorly and negatively. It looked like we look now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Wow. And it's like, yeah, we can blame nigga, we can blame the economy, we can blame Trump, we can blame uh, fucking uh, pollution, we can blame whatever the fuck we want for how the world currently is. And there are a million different factors, but. Imagine if we responded with positivity for all that shit. And I don't want to be like the, yo, super, I get it. Niggas are, niggas have emotions. I'm never telling anybody, yo, don't ever let your, or don't ever ignore your emotions. I'm never saying that. Like if you going through something, if you hurt, you should be able to say you hurt. But that don't mean that you still can't treat people a certain way. You can say, yo, that hurt me. But if we going to stay in this marriage, I'm not gonna treat you worse. I don't want to punish you in this marriage, and then now you can feel I as bad want as I to do, love you. nigga, and, and be, be who, who I, I am. <laughs> and with all this cash, oh, that was the other nigga saying, "You'll forget <laughs> your man." Now give it to me. Mm. Oh man That was a good fucking letter man That took us down through there dog shit, We um, all have in Hey wow. man We gonna wow. get the, Hey look Power hey, don't necessarily require You know Too much power man. We chop this shit right now There's two episodes just, just, <laughs> Nigga, just, nigga <laughs> Get y'all this Christmas one And be the fuck out <laughs> Right <laughs> Oh shit when is, yeah, Nigga we Next week Last episode We coming in this bitch hot yeah. Um Alright man Before we get into this episode of power man We got the uh The great The New York legend Fucking podcast on I had a few people hit me like oh, Yo and, uh,
3: I, for, I, gotta, I gotta hook this email up to this phone again.
2: You got Oh, oh, for the pot. I got you, I, I got you. I got you. The homie Rob Silva hit us with another voice note, man, to lead us into this power episode. Rob, I tell you a week, man, but I'm gonna keep telling you, bro. We appreciate you, dog, because this shit's already funny. I ain't even played it yet. Here we go.
1: What's up, man? Uh, quick observation about this uh, latest power episode. Still... The-
2: Hold up, Rob on the damn payphone at MCC. <laughs> <in> the, <laughs> <laughs> that nigga and that bitch with, with Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, on the, nigga on the burner. <laughs> Tariq,
1: this clown, this idiot, and his use of the N-word doesn't sound authentic coming out of his mouth. It sounds very forth. I mean, he must have spouted this word eight to ten times in this episode, especially when he was addressing uh, Lawrence's boyfriend. Then... Yeah, and I've never used this word in my 52 years, soon to be 53 years on this planet. And I don't mind when it's used in the proper context, but this idiot was just using it to using it, and it sounded real force. And, man, the more and more I watch this show, the more I dislike this dude. And I totally, totally abhor the professors, the R. Kelly professors. Uh, That's a conversation for another day Looking forward to hearing your podcast again Fellas Talk to y'all soon Peace and blessings
2: My brother, my brother Rob Silver, man Uh, Macho, uh, you done forgot about your part of the segment too Man, I need you to send a voice note through For the next episode Macho don't really watch Power Like these, the ghost episodes So he like, nigga, I'm just so far behind I'm like, nigga, get into it, dog So we can catch up, man Get your segment in here Oh man, um, what'd you think about the episode, bro? Um, the
3: second half was good.
2: Yes, yes. I, I'm. My thoughts on the episode are the same. Second half was really good. I was entertained, but this shit's so all over the place. <laughs> like, okay, there
3: was a moment in this in this shit. I was like, yo, why I'm watching this shit? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like. <laughs> And uh like I didn't watch it um at midnight on Saturday night. Yeah, me either. Like I used to. Yeah. Like I I literally used to watched this
2: shit Sunday night at like eleven. It used to be like a thing. Nigga, we used to stay up till midnight to watch this yeah. shit. Yeah. Me and you used to record on Sundays sometimes. Facts. Like we'd be watched it two or three times by the time we came Sunday afternoon, nigga. But um I don't I I, I enjoyed the episode. I really did. I really did. But it was some of the shit I'm thinking, like, like, "Yo, this just not realistic." So, I enjoyed the episode. We're gonna get into some of the details in a minute. Um, there are certain things that I feel like they take away from potentially really good episodes. Uh, for instance, these professors, and we said it during the first five episodes of this season before they went on break. These professors serve no real purpose. You're you're forcing in additional characters who are completely unrelated to the storylines that we know, right? Like, nigga, Tariq and Tasha and everybody else is related to drug dealing. These professors and their sex addictions and their fucking nefarious activities with students and all the shit that they get into, that has nothing to do with, with the drug dealing that everybody else on the show is involved in, dog. And if you're not a part of that, like, I don't know why you're here. I don't care about the Professor uh, Carrie, whatever her last name is. I don't care about her sex addiction enough. I don't care about her having sex with Zeke. I don't care about Professor Jabari being a weird freaky nigga who also turned into a weird stalker nigga this episode. Like none of that really connects and I feel like it's such a a disconnected storyline. Like imagine if she was Tariq's professor and academic advisor. And imagine if all she was trying to do was like help Reek academically and like help him grow and like be a good person.
3: Like what made what what about you seeing them talking in the in the hallway
2: made like, you they think fuck they fucking it. fam i'm his academic advisor and his teacher
3: like what about that arm like even when the, when you took the music down and you couldn't hear what they were saying like that don't look sexual to me
2: dog even when you saw oh she's in here i just heard the shower come on and it's some condoms right there in sports center on you thought that was reek like that was your immediate thought it's just like what dog it's it's such a stretch It also feels creepy Because even though Michael Rainey Jr. Just turned like 22 I think He still looks 15 to me dog So I'm like Even thinking that he's in here Fucking a teacher Is just y'all making me feel weird dog But um, let's get into the episode man Let's talk about some of the shit that happened So it opened up with Kane We knew that last week After Kane got jumped by the police officer or I'm sorry by the COs. Um, after his dad sick to COs on him down at MCC, we knew what it was gonna be. Dog, Kane was you got into it with your mom, then your dad had you beat up. Can't go home. Can't go home. Not not when you came. So what did Kane do? He went and got with the GTG. That's the gang from earlier in the season. We probably saw them around like episode two or three. He went and got with a couple of them. And they went down to the church to go rob the church for the offerings pastor and and whoever this other dude was i don't know if it was a son or not but they in there they count up money they count up offerings here come Kane and the two gtg niggas they walk in there stick them up gunpoint yo give me the fucking money take the pastor to the atm i laughed at them having an atm in the church you ever seen an atm in the church yeah i've not seen that that was a first for me dog um go to perfecting See, I ain't never go to perfect. And I went to some of the mega churches in Atlanta, and I could have missed ATM. I'm not. They're big ass. Sorry, Lord. Um, they're big churches, so I could have missed it, but I had never seen that, so I laughed at that on the episode. But they walked in there, stuck them up. While the one dude was supposed to be getting the offering bread together, he wanted to snatch my nigga chain off. For some reason, to snatch this nigga's chain, he took his glove off. And immediately I flash back to when Ghost took his glove off to open Angie's window and left that thumbprint on there. I think i slowly placed his thumb on that window. Bro. <laughs> I got so mad in that moment when I watched this episode. Yeah, dog. I forgot all about Greg. <laughs> nigga, I literally was like, bro, I know this nigga did he didn't just ghost and take his fucking glove off to commit a crime he can commit with a glove, nigga. Fuck you about to do with that chain? Wear
3: it? Fam. Melt that. F- that $262 worth melt that for down for no? $2, <laughs>
2: nigga? But then I'm like, even if that bitch was all diamonds, why did you take your glove off to snatch it? I don't understand, my nigga. But he did that while he took his glove off. Dog is looking dead. That's a tattoo on his hand that says GTG. Now you're easily identifiable. Thank you. And then while Kane and the other one is out there, got Dog at the ATM, the pastor, they hear a little tussle. They hear a gunshot fire. They see my man run out, try to shoot at him, they miss. Fam, why I'm robbing you? Don't be hitting me with no, no scriptures and no verses. Oh, no. pastor was giving them niggas straight bark. Like, really you know what like. that reminded me of? They was trying to get their low-budget version of belly in. Uh, yeah, they was trying to get their belly on at the end. Dog. Well, that was different. <laughs> I mean, well, that was a whole different scene. <laughs> now, that but, final scene of belly, but shit. But that's why this was the low-budget, because this didn't hit. This felt like, all right, nigga, you really preaching to me, dog? But in that, we already know what uh, what Dr. Chavis got into, nigga. We we know. But anyway, the one dude came running out. They fucking shot at him, missed him. They shot again. They shot the other robber, dog. So now, not only did this nigga take his his glove off and you got identified by his tattoo on his hand, now y'all done shot him and his blood is in the church. Nigga, this is the easiest case I've ever solved if I'm a police officer, dog. Thank you. Y'all are bumbling-ass criminals. Nigga, real quick. Didn't Kane like stomp out the GTG nigga when him and Monet went to go see them? Facts. How you go get two of them to come and rob a shot church the club with you? up? And shot they party up. And fired them niggas. Come on. How you. And fired them niggas. And now they just coming to rob the church with you and they cool and they got on spiked masks. Come on, dog. Like. Yo, Courtney. Pause. Not that type of shoot the club. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Courtney be thinking we forget details, and we don't. That's not what we do at the culture. That's why we're we Um. So then we flip over to Stansfield. Well, maybe that's why they robbing churches now, because they clearly ain't selling no more drugs. Also a fact. But again, y'all wouldn't be robbing a church with the nigga that beat up y'all leader, embarrassed him in front of the gang, fired y'all, and shot y'all party up. Like, if y'all was robbing churches, y'all would just be robbing churches, nigga. So then we flip over to Stansfield, and apparently it's sex week. Nobody explains what the fuck sex week is for real, for real. All we see is students just running around throwing condoms at niggas. They busting in your dorm room, they busting in your class, and they just throwing little fruit-flavored condoms at motherfuckers. So, Tariq in class, they in there talking about... um the fellowship that he want to get for those who don't remember from the beginning this fellowship and the whole reason Tariq's in this class is because if you get the fellowship you can graduate a year early tariq's trying to graduate in 3 instead of 4 cuz the minute he graduates he gets access to his inheritance from ghosts so they go ahead and call out the five highest gpas in the class why you want the inheritance from ghosts and you a drug dealer like,
3: is, are because all the money he's
2: making, he's spending on uh, Davis McLean McLean, whatever method man to Cal to Cal 2000. Yeah. <laughs> um, yo, you know how mad I'd be at my mama if like I'm actually like popping. I have this like super inventive, crazy money making app, and every dollar I make, I kind of spend on your attorney. Like, come on, bro, even though I killed my dad and you took the rap, so technically. I'm spinning it to keep me out of prison, but whatever, nigga. So they learn who got the five highest GPAs in the class. Those five are going to be finalists for the fellowship, and Tariq learns that he is not one of the highest five. Tariq, when the fuck did you think you would actually be one of the top five GPAs in this class, and literally you failed like the first four and a half to five episodes of all the work you turned in, nigga? Like how did you even think you was going to be a part of his group? Boy, this nigga do extra credit every single week. Bro, he be doing extra credit to get his grade back up to fucking B's, nigga. Like, no, you are not part of the top five GPAs in this bitch. So, and that's the only class you got because Brayden said you got 20 credits, but we'll never see you nowhere but here and claiming you wrote a paper for Zeke. But anyway, uh, Carrie, the curly-headed teacher, who's also Tariq's advisor, she comes up to him after the class and she told him, look, I know you disappointed that da. you know, she's just trying to talk to the nigga his fucking fears or whatever. And then the tank looking teacher Jabari, he see them go talk to the side and he immediately start looking at her like, uh, I guess she fucking this nigga reek. Like fam, how do you go that far from an advisor and a professor talking to her student?" Like you immediately that nigga's a weirdo, dog. Any kind of jealous. My girl kept saying he make her skin crawl. He's just a weird cat, man. I don't know if he's like intentionally supposed to be coming off as weird and creepy as he do, but the nigga's either a good actor or he a creep in real life, nigga, because he he giving me weird vibes. Anyway, uh Monet. Monet and them still ain't seeing Kane. They got a drop coming in a couple days, and normally Kane goes to to the re up with Monet. But since he ain't been around since they got into it. What kind of boss is you? That you need your son to go to the re-up with you. You, you can't ain't go alone. You the boss? You can't go alone. I'm wondering, did she used to go with Lorenzo when he went? I bet you Lorenzo could go to the re-up Dolo. And I'm also. Why is you going to the re-up? It's also a fact. The fact that you only have one child who you even trust being at the re-up is also a problem. Because, nigga, yo, I thought about this. I'm glad we got to this the way we did. Where the fuck is the rest of the Tejada gang? It was just the family? Like, literally just our house and the one creepy uncle who Cain killed? Who wanted to fuck Diana? Where, the, where, y- where y'all muscle at? Y'all don't handle it. Like, that's, why
3: Ghost didn't, that's why Ghosts don't know about them. It's for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you mean to
2: tell me Tejada got he got guards on payroll? Man. He got cops on payroll? But is this y'all Got cops on the payroll Killers on the lay Niggas be careful What you saying On that radio I next tell radio Niggas have them At the radio Before you exhale Nigga Y'all don't know About Hove. Anyway Um Yeah How the fuck Are y'all this small time That Monet I get her running The show While this nigga Lorenzo's locked up But the fact that She has to be At the re-up Like this ain't like A yo All the premieres Are meeting like how ghosts used to Fam, ghosts Wasn't at no re-ups You know who was at the re-ups? Julio and Tommy.
3: Explain to me why you bringing drugs into your legitimate business doing
2: the the re-up. First of all, explain to me when this bar became a thing. Because they randomly threw it in there last week when they was down there counting up, and I was like, is this her bar or the nigga who she went upstairs with? But no, this seemed like this y'all bar. This this y'all front. Yeah, I think they randomly threw it in there like in a past like episode early? too. Okay, I might have missed it or maybe because they didn't show it. And they it never just explained it. Out of sight, out of mind. But I'm like, nigga, where the fuck did y'all get a bar? But yeah, why the fuck are you bringing the drugs through the front door? And in, in the basement of my bar, y'all got all these, like fam. Fam, coke and pills galore. And I need to rewatch, so don't quote me on this. But I feel like i seen drugs when reek came downstairs with diana like it was drugs already down there before the re-up before dog brought the re-up i feel like i saw drugs i don't remember i know last week it was yeah like, last week them niggas was getting to it but i'm like how so the fuck is like, reek short uh, we finally know what they sell it yeah but i'm like how the fuck is reek short and y'all had a whole basement full of drugs whatever dog um but anyway Monet don't know where kane is she like look the re-up coming in two days so since kane ain't here drew you coming with me Diana like, no, 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 no. We can't have it like that. Like, I think I know where Kane at. Let me go find him. Real quick. I like Drew this episode. I'm going to tell you why. Because when it came time to get that body, Drew looked more believable than Tariq ever has with regard. To, nigga, Drew popped that nigga through the window. I mean, he was already dead, but. I thought. Um, Drew looked very familiar in that position. Like, I. I pause. thought
3: Tariq. Acting like he didn't know, mm. nigga, I didn't kill two niggas already.
2: Facts. You know what I'm saying? I, did, I I've,
3: I've already shot and killed two niggas, yeah. so yes, yeah. I've shot
2: people before. Um, shot and killed two niggas and had a third killed, Kane. Yeah. or Canaan. Yeah. So like, I'm I'm cool with this, but yeah. I think
3: he had to play the role like novice.
2: No, didn't. Yeah, yeah. And he tried and, to muscle up. Yo, let me shoot him.
3: And I I don't know if they they if they in their bag this much, yeah. but this whole episode was based on the 48 laws of power facts and rule number one is never outshine the master facts you 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 got to allow the person teaching you to feel like he's teaching you even if you know the information already because when you don't you end up like Kane Mm -hmm. and Tariq Tariq showed Kane too much too early
0: Mm -hmm.
3: and now you're looking like no, this little nigga boom, he gonna he gonna be better than me. So now I gotta stop him, head him off at the pass. Yeah. Um the 48 Laws of Power, I know like it get like flat because they said niggas always read 40 laws of power. Why don't
2: your dumb ass read it though? Yeah, please. Um, we just had a convo about this book probably last weekend, uh during the fight. Um Yeah, was that when Earl Smith's fought? Yeah, yeah, it was during that day. We was talking about forty eight laws. Uh but to your point, never out shine the master, um, first law. Another law in there. That's at your new job too. Yeah. So while you while you sit with your training buddy Don't go in there stunting Act like you don't know what don't the fuck in is there going stunting, on. Nigga. Let them niggas think you pick up on shit real quick. So way better fucking nigga, and the whole assignment that they got, yo, utilize the forty eight laws to get your partner to tell you they secret. Fam, it's a way to do that.
3: And if you don't like the, so I like the 40 laws of power mm-hmm. um, because I like how Robert Greens write books mm-hmm. because it's, it's the same, like the 33, lo- hey, the, one of the other laws don't seem too perfect.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> Like, so <laughs> he'll say, yo, this is the law. This is what it means. And this is when it happened in history. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, it's like a history lesson because ain't none of this shit just made up. Patch. So here's a this is this is what the law means. Let me break it down for you. And then this is how this is what could happen. Hey yo, and this what happened to the Galileo, and this was happened to Queen, such and such of this. And it's a good book. Yeah, Art of Seduction. It's the exact same way. Yeah. Thirty three Strategies of War. He write the same way, and it's very very informative and easy to understand. Yeah, it's palatable and grabs the concepts. Mm-hmm. So I know they be like, yo niggas go to jail and read it or. Niggas favorite books, always 48 Laws of Power. All right. First of all, niggas war. I guess that's why the 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 the
2: the the patriarchy is
3: the way it is. <laughs> I
2: don't yeah. know. Um so one thing that we did get an answer to, we said it on last week's pod. It's like, where the fuck is Zeke? You know what I'm saying? Like, is this nigga still gonna be involved in the pod? Or in the episodes, pardon me. And Zeke popped back up reek was mad at zeke he like yo nigga i typed your paper up i told you to meet me over at the wherever at the quad or wherever the fuck and nigga you wasn't there where the fuck i ain't got time to be running all over campus looking for you zeke like my bad nigga it's sex week you know i was with the hoes whoa whoa the hoes he was with wasn't the hoes no it was the ho it was a singular ho um he was with professor carey so apparently they little bathroom fuck fest from episode five of the first half of the season, then turn into a whole full blown like he had her crib. This nigga in love. This nigga's madly in love. So clearly, whatever they, whatever angle they try and do with these professors, clearly this is gonna go wrong for them, dog. Like I can, we see this already, cause he falling. And when the nigga's falling for the older woman who got the sex addiction, who turning them out, she in there doing all the little tricks that the 18, 19-year-old chicks ain't doing, he don't even want to go to the little sex party no more, nigga. The fucking uh, the one white professor called the party orgiastic. He don't even want to go to the orgiastic party, nigga, because he fucking his teacher so much. This ain't going to go good for her, dog. It's going to go real ugly, nigga. Zeke about to turn real a uh, lady, like, when he go down there snitching to the motherfucking board, nigga. <laughs> um, how you feel about this, though? Her having a relationship with this nigga for real, for real. Or, like, a sexual relationship.
3: Um, I think she's a victim of her own sex addiction. <laughs> nah, yeah, I think this shit corny. Yeah. Like, why is it here?
2: I don't know why we're here, dog.
3: Why is Zeke even need it? Now, we've explained why Tariq is up at the school. You don't even need it in the show no more, my yeah.
2: nigga. Honestly, once Reek Met the fucking uh, Oh I forgot They said okay I, I remember now Cause I was like Once he met the Tejadas Like We ain't never need But I forgot that the one Dean at a school said Yo you gotta keep Zeke Eligible academically To who So he can get drafted Or whatever the fuck I mean but that was just we, So but,
3: that we can introduce him To like
2: Yeah like once we actually I mean and we can mention it Like yo Zeke doing good In his classes But we don't need Zeke we definitely don't need Zeke, fucking a professor, dog. Like one, I ain't gonna lie, it, it looked weird. It looked weird on camera, dog. Him fucking her just feels Probably really awkward. Because he looked like a my first ass
3: introduction ass. to her was on This Is Us mm. as a mature adult. So
2: you seeing her different. I, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't see her yeah. as a
3: young girl. Yeah, now she's very attractive. One hundred percent. You know what I'm saying. One hundred percent. But like. I saw her dating like a 38-year-old, yeah. a 39-year-old. So, so I'm thinking a you in that age. 20-year-old
2: kid or 19-year-old kid, nah, yeah. She it look a little different. She
3: look like a, she like someone's aunt. And
2: it just, I don't know, and dog. And that's a
3: cool-looking auntie,
2: aunt. Yeah. an <laughs> auntie. Yeah. You're I mean like aunt. What's up, aunt? What's up, Aunt Carrie? Um, It's just giving me weird vibes. I, I don't need to see. So there's a thing I don't like where, like, in shows and, and movies, if it's, like, the older woman, younger man, they'll show that, and they'll show it, like, vividly, and they'll, like, they kind of sexualize it. Somebody got a groove back. Yeah, they sexualize it and, and make you forget. Like, in this case, she's his professor, or a professor. I don't know if he got her class, but she's a professor at this single school. They sexualize this shit and make you forget that this is actually... Not illegal, but immoral, this act between the two. Because it's the older woman, younger man. Now, if this were the older man, younger woman, for instance, Jabari, we saw that nigga have a sex scene, and it was with his teaching assistant she in her 20s she's like 24 she's a grown-ass woman but they still made it seem like they kind of showed you like the position of power he was in over and all that
3: it kind of happened this conversation got to happen over the weekend because uh one of the obama kids had a picture come out or like Mm -hmm. in a bikini and shit i guess yeah she 19 and they was like oh my god y'all niggas is nasty because y'all commenting on her and she only 19 and it was like well she grown and it's always is It's always like a. It's a thing. Yeah. Um. And it's a conversation to go back and forth. And I'd be like, I don't know. It's a lot.
2: Hey. And like when again, when it's the older man, younger woman, it's always approached with that like, hey, hey, hey. Don't be a predator. Don't be weird. Don't be da da. Don't be creepy. But when it's older women, younger men, it's literally like y'all accepted. like anyway right? Fan- dog. Oh my god. What is it? I'm trying to remember right now it was something it was one of these young niggas dog recently like had like a a pic come on. I don't know if it was like a dick pic something leaked to the internet and it was a young dude and literally i remember going through the comments on whatever it was and it was women in there saying take me to jail I'm with it. I go to prison. Yeah, vaguely remember. It was something like that, and it was like, yo, the comments was so fucking vile and disgusting. And literally, it was mad dudes in the comments like, yo, if niggas would be, if niggas were making some of these comments, y'all would be fucking livid in here right now. Like y'all would be blocking niggas, reporting niggas, calling us creeps, calling us all types of names. And every response from women was like, y'all so sensitive. We just joking, like da da da. And it's like. Fam, that's a weird double standard to, like, be a part of. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't stand up for that double standard, nigga. Like, no, we need to make, like, weird child sex not an acceptable know. thing.
3: A yeah. lot of weird, creepy niggas was touched by older women when they was kids. Facts. And they were over-sexualized. And now sex is so normal and part of masculinity that hey. they do it and they overdo it to prove that. They, listen, man, it happens, dog. Fam, it's a vicious cycle
2: It's it's weird And I know niggas is gonna say what they wanna say about this shit But even like some of the shit that Men and women say they like in the bedroom Like some of the like I hesitate to call them fetishes Cause I know that can maybe come with a whole different set of things But some of the rougher shit That people like done to them Or like to do to people It's like yo there's a like, Y'all niggas you get kinda, kinda fucking weird?
3: weird You know what's kinda weird hey. That we just accept it as normal When we think about it it's kinda weird Choking them all, okay?
2: No man. I mean it ain't
3: weird but no, We did I'm accept it is like, uh, Cause you can't breathe Is like your sexual conquest Calling you daddy
2: I've never in the history of life Enjoy like don't call me daddy When you think about that that's some weird shit I'm not even anyone's father <laughs> <laughs> like, don't call me daddy. Dog. You, know, you know you, yeah. No, that's weird as fuck. Like, I'm with so you on this hundred percent. Man
3: having sex with you, yeah. You
2: turn around and call, call him, him daddy. daddy. That don't never cross your mind as odd. That is kind of weird. Hey, like that nigga just put his thing in you, and it's then kinda, you called him daddy. That's kind of weird. Imagine if she took the dy off and said, hey, dad and i almost it's hate fucking creepy talk
3: i almost hate this this term or this phrase that we've been so accustomed to saying is that what
2: the daddy i hate that too no 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 uh, no
3: well, i mean that too but look <laughs> like the first person bitch, why you put a z on this the shit? the first person your your daughter's going to date is her father
2: and uh, like the, no men always marry someone like their mother like what you? Like fam? No, I don't. <laughs> like, I hope not. <laughs> I really, really would prefer if my mom was not uh as freaky as the girl i plan on marrying, nigga. <laughs> hey, babe. Um <laughs> but like no, I don't I don't get the like weird association with like parents. Like, I don't know, it's fucking creepy. Um don't call niggas daddy though. That's not a I don't like that. I've never liked that. That's I thought one, that was weird when I was young. That's one of those
3: like I appreciate you trying to, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, thanks, but no thanks. You know what? Unless, I Unless like call me Anthony. Unless, <laughs> like, we are married and we have children, and then we're trying to get our children because, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then I am
2: actually daddy. Yeah, and I know a lot of married couples with children who, when their children are beginning to talk or attempt to speak. They're calling each other daddy and mommy to try to get the child to yeah. mimic that as they say their first words. So I get that. But like after we just boned, don't call me daddy, dog. Maybe I don't that like came, that. Maybe don't that call came, me daddy before we bone either. I don't maybe like that, that came from like married couples and no, nah, that
3: came from a troubled
2: young lady. You
3: no, know what I'm saying, what if the, oh. the young lady <laughs> saw like the married couple having sex and called her, hey, daddy, daddy, and thought that's what you're supposed to say.
2: That's weird. I don't know. Whoever originated that, like, we got to cut the head. Cut the head, nigga. Kill the snake. <laughs> I don't like that. Whoever started that first, they got to go, dog. But back to the fucking show, I don't like Zeke having sex with this professor lady. It's fucking weird. Um, it's weird that Jabari thinks Tariq is the nigga and they're fucking her. Because, fam, Tariq's two feet shorter than her. And it just looks wild, dog. At least they're using condoms. I mean, when they... Popping in your dorm room and throwing them directly at you, Lauren. Why don't your dorm room door lock? I'm talking about Zeke. I mean,
0: in, in oh Rio, yeah, yeah. She picked that up was, two Yeah, of she picked kind of. up two
2: off the fucking uh off the table, and then she sat them on the other table. I'm like, fam, throw these away, throw these away. But um, when they was fucking, why you think you said she can't? You can't shower with me, because he was on that Lubby dubby shit, probably. But then she played them smooth off, talking about if you came in there, we'd still be in there. It's like, fam. Okay, like, what's the? We just fucked three times. You couldn't fuck a fourth and uh, bathe while you was at it. Like, come on, fam. Uh, but I think sh- she was trying to play the nigga. Like, shower sex overrated. Shower sex is some of the worst things you could ever do. Because no, nah, go I'm gonna give far. you a list of some of the worst things you could do real quick, and this is in order.
3: I'm not saying I don't want to have it. No, no, no. But I am telling you, it's overrated. No,
2: no, I'm gonna give you this real quick. Top three worst things you could do right here. Commit murder. Have sex in the shower. Eat a bag of flaming Hots after midnight. Nigga. <laughs> Top three worst things you could do in your life right now, nigga. You do any of them, nigga. It's going to be a long day. Um, Shower sex is trash. Don't ever do it. Um, sexy in w- tiny
3: showers. Oh, my God.
2: Nigga. <laughs> With
3: non-sturdy handles. Because that's a hard fall.
2: I've done it. Stop trying to have shower sex in, in your water. Don't get that hot. Like, y'all in there in the bathroom don't even steam up. Nigga, your mirror's regular as fuck. <laughs> uh, people apartments be trashed. <laughs> ah, y'all waters suck. And you ain't got no water pressure, nigga. He cold. Oh, man. Good times. Um, While they was at the crib fucking, though, Jabari came through. Now, he popped the fuck up. Stalky. Stalky as hell, yo, I was at our favorite restaurant I was at our old spot, and it reminded me of you So I popped up with your favorite meal
3: My nigga, you brung over food for two That I had Don't you think that means I got somebody over here?
2: This is a lot of fucking food for one person Yeah, like fam, if I ordered from there And then you happen to be there at the same time Which is creepy as fuck And then I'm calling the place like, why the fuck did you give my food to somebody else? Yeah, where y'all delivery man at? Because I ordered delivery I didn't order Jabari come pick up Oh, real quick, she gave a students their assignment. So their assignment, based off the 48 Laws of Power, yo, we writing a secret on the back of this fucking little note card. Your name is on a note card. When you get it, pick a partner, and your partner got to use 48 Laws of Power to get your secret out.
3: This is a, a a stupid fucking
2: idea. First of all, it's a horrible assignment because it doesn't work like that. <laughs> literally, me and my partner are gonna hand each other our cards, read it, and then we gonna pretend that we did some like extravagant shit. Um, because that's the easiest shit in the world to do. Tariq, of course, picked Lauren as his partner. I was hoping they tricked me. I really thought this for like half a second. I was like, what if they just surprised me and he picked uh, light skinned Keisha Bruchandria? Which I'm still mad that's her name But pick her Like she's smart She out Like outspoken in the class She cool She got a different opinion every week
3: And I wouldn't mind seeing a sexy uh, Light skinned Keisha
2: She's not light skinned I really don't understand that being her name That's kind of It's kind of wild to me
3: Well if she grew up And there was like a darker version Of (laughs) Keisha in your neighborhood and like man. a nigga, oh that's fat. That's that's fat Mike. Yeah, and Mike okay. not really like fat. That. I got you. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: Or oh, that's skinny Mike. Oh. And it's a fat Mike. But like speaking of fucking ironies, dog. Hold on, man. Iron or ironic fucking nicknames. Hold up, bro. I can't believe we done went this deep into the pod and not fucking acknowledge my motherfucking nigga, dog. Rest in peace to Tommy. Tiny Lister A.K.A. Zeus A.K.A. Debo, man Hold the fuck up, bro Nah, bro This shit ain't got weird Nah, nigga
1: Oh, man I tried to come and catch you Before you went to work Let you know what happened To Red Ass What's up? Man You know that nigga Debo Don't have his bike For like three weeks, right? I got money right. money Don't worry Man I got so much money man. I got another nigga Debo. Just accounted for me I won. Give me my money. You what? Hello. Roll the dice. Devo. Hold oh, my,
3: my money. My favorite movie all time. I'll talk to you for a second.
1: You ask for my bike back. You know I wouldn't trip. What bike?
3: The beach cruiser. The one I let you use a couple of weeks ago. The one I've been asking you about. Oh,
1: that bike. Ain't know you wanted it back, homie. It's right here. Follow me, homie. Yeah,
3: it's just like it's both ours. We just keep it down at my house. Cool.
2: Rest in peace to, uh, to to Tommy Lister, a.k.a. Debo, a.k.a. Child Tiny, a.k.a. Zeus. And rest in peace to Michael Clark Duncan, who was also in that scene. Fam, listen. It's like mad niggas from uh, Friday that's dead. It's like six. Yeah, Friday got that Moesha curse on it. They waited so long
3: to do last Friday that you can't do it anymore. Can't do it. Like, mm-hmm. you literally can't do it anymore. Unless it's just going to be Craig, Smokey, and uh, Day Day.
2: Yeah. And uh shit, find Cat Williams, Money Mike, but like, Fine Pinky. Th- th- but th- part one, John Witherspoon gone. Debo gone. Uh Red Daddy gone. Even though Michael Clark Duncan didn't say nothing in that scene, but he gone. And Dale gone. Oh. Uh like literally, it's like a whole grandma cast. gone. Grandma gone. Yeah, dog. It's yeah. Yeah, man. Um chris tucker don't cuss no more like y'all literally waited till like all right goddamn. Right. um but rest in peace to debo man I, I know that had zero to do with power but we were talking about ironic nicknames and it hit me and nigga it's ironic
3: that my mama took me to see that my mom took like me and like mad me of my, my, my friends G. to go see that one though. random saturday morning i don't have no idea
2: i was what 95 i was 13 I was in like fifth, sixth grade, man. Friday was such a moment, though. <laughs> like, that was when I thought that was the funniest movie ever made 100%. from day one. 100%. Saw that. That might low key be the last movie that I saw at the Northwest. My last day of tenth grade,
3: um, I brought in that movie um, in my French class to watch because you know at the, the 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 school at the end of the year y'all bring in movies and shit to watch the TV rollout. Yeah, and I brought in Friday. <laughs> And my t- she didn't know what it was. She like, is it a cocaine? I'm like, yes, yeah, it's, it's really, really funny. Yeah, you
0: know
2: Yeah. We still watched it though. Yeah. Um, phenomenal fucking movie, man. Uh obviously started a legendary like series, um, of, of films. Sparked a bunch of people careers. Sparked a lot of careers. I mean, literally, man, Chris Tucker went from that to fucking twenty million dollar a movie man, dog. Like,
3: was this knee alone
2: before love jones? I think this may have been immediately after love jones, but let me verify. Um love jones 97. So yeah, this is before love jones so. What was at least I mean what was uh what was she in before Friday? Um boys and uh Oh duh. Yeah. We just, yeah. And like we didn't just watch that shit. And probably them Fresh Prince episodes that she was a part of, like that one season where she was on there majorly. I feel like that might have been like ninety six. Let me I'm about to pull up her filmography now. Um just to make sure. Yeah, it could be. Yeah cause Fresh Prince ended in ninety six. Yeah. So she was in that before uh before Friday. But No, but Friday came out in ninety five. Oh, you're right. So her season could have, it might have like lined up because I feel like her haircut was the same. So like it, I knew who she
3: was watching Fresh Prince, and I did not know who she was yeah. like that watching
2: um Friday. So all she did before Love Jones was Boys in the Hood, and then Friday was next. Then Love Jones, then The Best Man, and then by then oh I'm sorry um oh she had a hell of a year in '97 uh, did Love Jones and Soul Food. In ninety seven. Then Best Man, then Boiler Room. Or oh, I'm sorry, then In Too Deep, then Boiler Room. So shout out to Neil. Shout out to everybody involved on in Friday. Rest in peace to uh Tiny. Neilon was on the Tiny CSI Yester. too. Yeah, she was on some CSI. Um as a regular. Yeah. But Debo, dog, like literally as um, iconic of a character as you could have.
3: Like I was first introduced to Debo. Via WWF via mm. wrestling as
2: Zeus. If you remember Zeus, if you remember No Holds Barred, yeah. if you remember what's Hulk Hogan, that smell, yeah.
0: Duke? <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I literally
2: like begged to get my haircut like that for one. Man. I just want I wanted it done for Halloween, like I wanted it to be Zeus, it's and it didn't happen. This, this this Sunday, yeah,
3: Sun. Yesterday, I got my uh, I got bought an Intercontinental belt. Mm. Um it got delivered yesterday. I Young Razor Ramon out this month. I love that Intercontinental belt, the working man's title. Yeah. Um yeah. But it's uh I remember if I'm not m mis- i am not if Zeus ever had that damn Intercontinental boy. I don't know. But
2: hey, I fuck with uh Tiny. Um, yeah, man. Rest in peace to the God. Um yeah, big loss, they say it was related to COVID. Said he had it earlier in the year and then he still had some symptoms, um, difficulty breathing, pneumonia, potentially some lung issues, all kind of things related to his COVID from earlier this year. And, and shit, man, his manager found him unresponsive at the crib. So rest in peace, man. God bless his family. God bless his friends. And uh, again, man, you created something legendary. Sometimes we got to if, if you don't consider like certain things or certain people or certain events like. A legend, you have to at least acknowledge when they created something legendary, dog. And like nigga,
0: Debo, nigga, from
2: the legendary
3: when I Debo became an adjective, fam. When I take something from you, yeah, Debo, Debo that shit. that shit,
2: nigga. They in traffic oh Debo that spot. He did with Debo, what Nas did with Ether. Facts, nigga. Literally, I turned this shit into a whole motherfucking action word. This a verb now, nigga do something, dog, so, yeah, man, um, salute to Debo, salute to Friday 1 and 2, go stream both of them, I have zero clue what his contract said that might help them financially, nigga, but you know what, if it helps, run a stream, dog, buy a DVD, buy something, I don't know, man, help out, go stream, no holds barred, do whatever the fuck you gotta do, go buy a plaid shirt, (laughs) him <laughs> button that bitch up at the top and leave the bottom open, man. Uh, rest in peace to Tiny Lister. Back to fucking power. So we had a couple conflicts in this shit. Um, Tariq don't like Riley, and he don't want Braden bringing Riley over to the crib no more. Uh, Braden is in there eating Riley coochie and having sex, and they in there living their life. Tariq popped up from class already pissed off because he ain't get selected as a finalist for this fellowship. Then he pops the fuck up, and uh, he see Brayden in there with her, and he like, dog, didn't I tell you don't bring her by her no more? Which I get. Yo, every time she around, something come up missing. She in all our business. She in all our things. Nigga, I done got drugged. Like, nah, nigga, I'm cool on her, bro. Quit bringing her around this bitch. Brayden like, my bad. I thought she was in class, nigga. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Her roommates don't like dudes being over there, but I get it. So then Reek, suspicious of her, he followed her. Started getting on the train. He hopped on the train. Followed her all the way to the courthouse. She had a little court date. She go up in there. The judge asked her who she was uh, being represented by. She said her uncle. I mean my attorney. And that nigga Sacks popped up in the courtroom. Said yo judge I'm here with my niece. I got another attorney to represent her. You know what I'm saying? So it's no conflict. And Reek's in the back of the courtroom the whole time. He see this shit. So now... Reek know Sax is her uncle He knows something is fishy About her just popping up Magically in their life And all of a sudden Sax her uncle Sax trying to prosecute His mama Yo this was so wild to me Why did Reek not just say Yo Brayden Her uncle the, the, the district- feds The district fucking attorney We don't need to fuck With him right now We don't need Leave her alone bro Why do you make that shit up Why the fuck did he say Yo your girl try Unless to he really think it Now granted Hey if a girl drugged you Because because he didn't remember, he didn't remember when she mentioned it. He was like, I saw you. He was like, what are yeah. you talking about? And when she was like, "Um, when she apologized, like, yo, I'm, I hate that. You know, you were so fucked up. Dad. He like, fam, what? what I don't remember. Him? So he could have thought. So he could have thought it. But it's like, at the same time, though, you don't recall that. What you know for a fact is her uncle's the district attorney of New York trying to prosecute your mom. And you and Brayden sell pills on an Ivy League campus. You shouldn't be dating his fucking niece, dog. So let me tell Brayden, you should break up with her right now so we don't get in trouble. Instead, that nigga said, Yo, she came on to me, dog. I hate to be the one to, I hate to be the bear of bad news, but your girl tried to fuck when I was drunk. If you don't believe me, ask your brother. So the nigga asked his brother. His brother, ho ass nigga, but he was like, yeah, no, nah, she did that shit. Whatever Reek says she did, she did that shit. <laughs> and like, I seen it with my own eyes. She was trying to fuck. Why did Brayden think Reek was lying, though? I don't know. And hey, what why did I, he what say, done? Like, you said you would never lie to me again. Like, fam, I didn't tell you I sold drugs because I didn't even know you went to school here yet. You know we not in a no relationship, right? <laughs> and the minute that I seen, like, all right, this nigga's still cool, I told you about the whole drug game. <laughs> like, come on, fam. We getting money together. Like, shut the fuck up. But... Brayden got defensive Real quick If One of your men's Or I'm sorry If you knew One of your men's girls Like she came at you You'd tell him. Oh man It get funky um, It get funky dog. You don't know how niggas Gonna react huh? Um It depends Or shit One of your homegirls If her nigga was Stepping out You'd tell her Uh i don't know i only said that because i
3: i remember coming up mm-hmm. um my cousin was all working at the same place and her boyfriend was cheating on her mm. and i told because mm. nigga that's my older cousin like yeah. you know what i'm saying i'm in high school like that's my cousin and you cheating with a bitch at work yeah i told and they broke up and got right back together and then he went back to cheating. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm out of this shit, but it, it caused trouble though, because he was still one of the homies. And well, he was still cool. You know what I'm saying? Through him. We, I mean, everybody knew they got this particular point. It was me and like five of my friends and four of my cousins working at the same place. Yeah. Like, so it was this whole family affair type shit and it did fuck up shit. You know what I'm saying? But I had, I, I, I don't know, but if it's one of my men's, yeah, if you like tier one friend, I might I, I'm gonna have to say something. Yeah, and so, if, like this this somebody that you really this some bitch you fucking with, and I say that yeah, even though I don't call women that, but I, but I say it like that on purpose. Yeah, yeah,
2: if it's just some chick you messing with, eh. So I I I feel like it's two different things that happen, right? So I've told one of my homegirls, yo. I don't know what the nigga was doing, but I know what I seen. Dog was kind of active with this girl, nigga. I ain't I ain't normally the snitch type, but I see you moving a lot of your life around trying to be with this nigga. Like you doing a lot of shit that's completely out of character for you trying to make accommodations for this nigga. So I'm letting you know, I seen that nigga kind of misbehaving, man, and I wanted to put you on game just in case uh in case it was something real, if you going to talk to him, make sure you say that I didn't see shit directly. I just seen this nigga moving kind of weird with another chick. She got mad at me. She got mad at me. Stopped talking to me for like two months. Um, Kept moving with old boy like he ain't do shit. Found out later the nigga was cheating like with evidence. Um, Still kept moving with old boy. So, whatever. I don't know if they together no more, but our relationship got strained from that point.
3: When I'm trying to look out, so I was trying to look out,
2: um, with the homies, and if you wouldn't have said nothing, yeah, and if it came out that you knew and didn't Why say nothing, me, now dude. I'm a whole ass nigga, and that's the thing. At the end of the day, I try not to be a whole ass nigga, um, but on the flip side, because I want somebody to tell me, hey, on the flip side, uh, high school story, me and one of my best friends, it's my dog, it's my brother, it's my brother right now, it's my man right now, just with this nigga the other day, um. Back in high school, I was dating a girl who said she was going with a lame-ass nigga from another school, said this nigga was nothing, I don't really want to be with this nigga no more, I'm going to break up with this nigga, so I'm kicking it with her. I'm like, I don't give a fuck, fuck that school nigga, fuck that nigga, I don't know that nigga, da-da-da. Whole time she was dating my man-mans, right? So when I found out she was dating my man-mans and kicking it with me and pretending like she wasn't really fucking with my nigga... I told my nigga, told my nigga, and it's, it turned into straight-up beef. Me and this nigga literally fell out over this shit. Because I'm like, yo, nigga, I'm trying to put you on game. I'm trying to tell you what's really good. This is what she doing. She playing me and you, nigga. And that nigga was like, oh, so you fuck on my girl. And it's like, nigga, you're not listening, bro. I didn't know. She playing us. She told me you was a lame from our rival school. Like, we play football. I hate them niggas, dog. Like, I thought you was a bum-ass nigga from over there. When I found out it was you, I came immediately with the with the news. So you be fucking my girl, nigga said. So you fuck on my girl. I was like, dog, we in. So this high school shit, but you know what I'm saying. That's it's old. It's played. That's still my brother. But that's kind of how it went down. So either way, moral of the story: if your girl or your man's girl is the niece of the feds just tell him hey she the niece of the feds nigga you ain't gotta make up no stories about her trying to fuck nigga because you got enough fucking info i don't know why reek didn't just say that dog um speaking of relationships man so reek he chose lauren as his partner for their school assignment because lauren looks better
3: let's just keep it 100 oh 1000 percent and it's because of the forehead that's on um diana
2: well, Diana's forehead well, wouldn't be as well, well, pronounced if well, she let, didn't let me, rock let me that ponytail. Let me I don't like weave ponytails. Let me rephrase Me and keeping it above. How
3: Diana looks on the show? Because I didn't went to her Instagram. No, oh, Diana's a really pretty girl. <laughs> Cause, She's really attractive. Because I didn't went to the Instagram and facts. off the Instagram. Sign me up.
2: If yeah. I how old is she? Uh, I, I think they're all good. like in their twenties. Sign
3: me up, I yeah, yeah. no, give up.
2: you that. I give you that. Sign Jay up, man. Yeah. But Sign on the- Jason Johnson up <laughs>
0: Just wanna
2: throw that out there But on the show Yeah No Oh girl Yeah then. on the show So it's funny We were actually having this debate Watching uh, Cause my man was watching a few episodes And a f- bunch of us were like over there Like four of us But when he had it on One of the uh, girls in the room was like I like Diana better than Lauren Like I think sh- I think she's more attractive than Lauren And literally, the other three of us, um, which included another girl, his sister-in-law, and two of us, two dudes, we was like...
3: Like, based on what?
2: Nah, Lauren's more attractive. Diana's a very pretty girl. Like, don't get me wrong, but we was like, yeah, I think Lauren probably got her beat. And she kept swearing, like, oh, Diana, the coldest. And I'm like, eh, I don't like weave ponytails, so Diana, Ben lost... For me you know it's, you But know, then I'm you like know, You fam, know the
3: conversation That's coming on, like,
2: And I'm like I don't want to have I'm A not, light I'm skin brown skin that, Y'all, and, like, and I didn't let her Go into yeah, that bag Because you know I was time. like This literally has Nothing to do with Light or dark I'm not telling you Neither of them Are unattractive Or either of them Are unattractive Because I flip flap Like Like I from light, dark, yeah. brown, every other relationship I'm in. It'd be like boop, 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 Fam, if you have one light skinned girlfriend ever in your life, you like light like skinned girls, period. That's just that's the stigma and you gonna deal with it. And then it's like, I right, whatever, dog. But on this show, Lauren's just more attractive. I get it. And in addition, yo, back to the Angie and Tasha comparisons that were made early, fam, Lauren is Angie. She for Tariq represents a normalcy. And he does not currently have dog. Like she represents college and get a job and live life and be successful and not be on the run from the fucking cops. Diana represents nigga her family from this hood shit. I'm from this hood shit. Technically, I just found out I was from this hood shit two years ago. I didn't know, nigga. I'm 17, 18 now, however old Rick is. I didn't know that when I was till I was 15 that I was even a part of some shit like this. So. Diana represents everything he's trying to get away from. Um, but somehow can't. So anyway, he he partners up with Lauren. They back in Lauren's room. They're talking about the little assignment, whatever. She's trying to get the secret out of him. What's on the back of your card? Blah, blah, blah. They get to wrestling and tussling and play fighting. And then here come my nigga Malcolm, nigga. Cause Lauren don't lock her fucking dorm room door. Malcolm walked in. I'ma give Reek this. I liked Reek in this scene. That nigga Reek said. Nigga don't you go to school in D.C. Like why the fuck is you here every week And dog? don't call me nigga. And I said I'm not a nigga All It was right. like then, <laughs> then that nigga <laughs> told Lauren That nigga said hey Lauren get this nigga he get. <laughs> 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 Hey Lauren get this nigga Before he get fucked up Now look dog. Rick I
3: know you to upped the blinky on two different niggas but I ain't never seen you throw no hands, my nigga.
2: Hey, and Malcolm about eight feet tall, nigga. Because I when I rewatched last week's when he came to the door and Lauren opened it, that nigga Malcolm belly button was at her forehead, nigga. That nigga tall as shit. Nah, Reek gon' get folded. Reek five one. Nigga.
3: My g, you I, I don't see the hands.
2: That nigga Michael Rainey said, and hey, Lauren get this bitch ass nigga for I fold him, dog. But. The nigga Malcolm walked in on some weirdo nut shit. That nigga walked in and started taking pictures of them wrestling. Like what? I didn't get that at all, nigga. So they, I
3: thought like he was they was gonna be playing and then move into some kissing and some shit like that. And he was gonna
2: see that. Yeah. No, they just literally was. And granted. I should never walk in a room and see my girl Sitting on top of a nigga wrestling My nigga like What if he, <laughs> you walked, been... what, what if he walked in And you walked in to your girl on top of another nigga
3: Tickling him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Now that Now if, if the Blackberry Letter If they could have walked in and you was tickling that nigga He killing everybody dog. Dog.
2: Like, like a tickle If I see my girl tickling <laughs> a nigga <dog>. Ayo, <laughs> a- 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 Nigga <laughs> Ayo, shorty, (laughs) I'm telling you right now, if I see you tickling a nigga, dog, I don't give a fuck what homework y'all niggas got, dog. Scary fucking (laughs) times. Scary fucking times, dog. That nigga, Malcolm, and here's the thing, Malcolm, you are not wrong for walking in your girl's room two weekends in a row and seeing reek and thinking nigga ain't this a bitch dog that nigga malcolm came in and pulled his phone out and took pictures nigga i was like you're a little weird bro what you about to tell my mom Like, nigga give me your <laughs> that nigga phone said, i want you i want you to be able to see what you're doing i thought reek was gonna be like nigga give me your phone
3: i can't have you taking pictures of me who the fuck
2: yeah that i would have liked for reek to get a little more like Cause Reek didn't like he wasn't no hoe in this moment or whatever, but I would've liked for him to like really boss up on this nigga. Cause like last week Malcolm got that little like, you Jamal, right? Like, nigga, he got that little bar off. I wanted Reek to be like, by Lauren. Something like that, nigga. Something smooth that you ever just a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. Woo! that nigga Malcolm would have been like, bitch Nigga the kiss on bitch, the cheek. Bitch,
3: you fucking him. A chick a kiss on the cheek in front of a a dude, a girl, dude.
2: Yeah. You ever um You ever like Check your girl About how she was Interacting with a dude And then the whole time It was like Like a mistake Like he was like Her fam or some shit <laughs> You ever had some shit Like that happen dog
3: Yeah so um, I'm at a party This was not even Too long ago Actually uh, I mean I'm at a party I'm at a cabaret mm-hmm. And um, I'm talking about You wanna see nigga go from Zero to a hundred Real quick <laughs> Like Got I didn't it. Like <laughs> Blinky was in the car though you know Man. what I'm saying? Ah, oh, you ain't have it on you. Good thing though. And I'm looking across and I see a nigga like touch my girl on the
2: ass. Oh my god. And like kind of yeah.
3: So I be lined. You feel me? You had to. You had to. <laughs> uh that's like one of the gay best friends and shit. That was that was over there and shit. Ah. But um I was like, look. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Tell that motherfucker keep his hands to his fucking self because I don't like how I look and it make me look a certain way Man. when another nigga Across the room up here grabbing her. Like, no, I don't care. Yeah. Like,
2: I, I don't I, care about that. I, I don't give a fuck. Yeah.
3: When that shit happened, I'm expecting a certain action out of you because you know I'm in this bitch. I don't give a fuck if he did. I don't care.
2: Hey, nigga! Everybody gay today. To straight. That,
3: I had to. I had to keep that in. I had to. I had to keep the hang group. <laughs> when I got out, I was like, it's oh, this
2: nigga. <laughs> everybody gay today. Straight, nigga. Right. Like I just nah. It was like this. Her, her her friend gay. Anyway, it, it don't fucking matter. Yeah, but man. so I, I I get Malcolm tripping that in that gay moment. Gay. But <laughs> <laughs> so uh so Lauren broke up with us. She like, look, you keep popping up here. You jealous? I don't want to be with you. Fuck you. You pulled out your phone like a weirdo. I don't want to go with you no more. So later, oh, shit, well, let's get to the drop real quick. So Diana knew where the fuck Kane was at. We all over the place with this one, dog, but fuck it. If y'all watch the episode, y'all know exactly where we at. Diana knew where Kane was hiding out at. Kane was at his girl crib. Diana pulled up. She said, yo, I know you think that mom and dad ain't fucking with you right now, but you know how to be a part of this family, nigga. You got to show up for the family. We need you at the drop. Send two days. If you have to drop, I guarantee you, Monet going to be able to let bygones be bygones. So that nigga came like, cool, I'll be there. But don't tell her where I'm at, though. Diana, like, bet. So she told Monet, hey, Kane said he'll be at the drop. I seen him. I talked to him. He going to be there. So Monet, like, all right, Drew, you ain't got to be there. You can go do whatever you normally do during the re-up. Diana, you can be downstairs counting up. That's what we're going to do. So the night of the drop get here, Kane got picked up earlier that day for the robbery at the beginning of the episode. Got identified with the GTG niggas. Why? Cause he was with a dumbass nigga that took his glove off and had a whole GTG hand tattoo. So Kane don't make it to the drop. So Diana and fucking Monet is at the drop. Is that real? So I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about that offline. Cause I think it is. I think that is real. Um, um Len- one of these men are not as old as the other. Yeah. <laughs> Lennox really wanted that though. Like he had, he said it like after the, the Roy thing, he said he really wanted to do that.
3: That's not fair.
2: I don't want that to happen. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I, don't that to happen. <laughs> I don't
3: want that to happen. We talking about some will, boxing shit, y'all Chill. I will out. take a Klitschko, uh Lennox. Oh my god Remax
2: old shit. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> I, Legend that shit hey, the fuck up. Hey, Klitsch Mike. <laughs> the old Klitschko, not yeah. the younger <laughs> yeah, Klitschko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be a, that might be a scrap dog Yeah, that might be a scrap. I don't want to see that.
0: Yeah, I don't
2: want that to happen. Um, so they go to the drop. Monet and Diana pull up. Kane ain't there. She like yo, what the fuck's Kane? What the fuck's Kane? Diana like, look, I don't know. He promised me he will be here. I don't know what happened. Something must happen. So Monet like, look, will you stay down here? You count up as expected. I'm gonna go up here. I'm gonna handle this drop. It's up. Whole time, Reek been blowing up Diana because he like, fam, I need more drugs. We got hella back orders, a uh, stern little husband who I forgot about. Nigga, where's Stern? Don't send a husband over here. He, I need, he, I, he, I need he. Stern to pop up like Tariq. That nigga in episode four of season three. Yeah, <laughs> like, like why the fuck the husband keep popping up, dog? So husband pops up like, yo, Reek, we got all these orders on the app, but you not fucking filling them. What's going down? So, Reek, like, look, man, I'm having a little issue with the supplier, but don't trip. We're going to figure it all out. Get it right. So, Reek been calling Diana. Diana told him, like, look, the drop tonight, she say, fam, Kane was supposed to be here, but you know what? Why don't you just pull up, man? We got the drugs right now. You could pull up right now and get your re-up. Reek say, bet. Whole time, Monet up there with the dude that's dropping off the drugs. He knocked the... The head nigga, but he the nigga under the head nigga. So he walks in, he bringing in these boxes. Monet say, look, I take double the pills and shit, but I only need half the coke. You can give as many pills and all that other shit as you want but I in the weed, but I only need half this coke. That nigga said, well, unfortunately, that shit ain't get to me, so you going to take this whole order of coke. I'll give you half, but you going to give me all yeah, the Yeah, he was like, I'll give you the half, but you going to pay me in full. And she was like, nigga, I told you I only got half. That nigga said look That did not sound like a boss move to me She was sounding very submissive
3: When she said I only got half yeah. You should have said I'm only I'm paying I'm only giving you half yeah.
2: Or paying you for half But when you say I only, I only got, got half You broke? You ain't got the money? I literally sat there like damn you can't afford a whole order of coke Like are you not getting the coke because it ain't selling her Because you ain't got no money dog yeah, it like, like a broke drug dealer, nigga. I hate broke drug dealers, dog. And if the only thing from stopping your criminal organization Yuck. is your one son yeah. with his one gun? Yeah. Huh. And I'm like, "Fam, you as the boss, you said it last week, nigga, as long as Lorenzo in jail, I'm Lorenzo out here." Niggas don't give a fuck about Lorenzo then Cause he was about to fucking uh, that nigga pulled a box cutter on eleven you. your ass. He ain't even pull a gun. He pulled a box cutter and said, "Well, it looked like you don't have to take me to your cash, nigga. Show me where the stash at, my nigga." So he fucking pulled the box cutter. They get into a little wrestling match. She kicked that nigga in the nuts. He fall down. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Whole time Diana and Tariq downstairs making out. Real quick on this scene. So right when Reed got there. His phone rang. It was the professor, Carrie. She called him just to say, like, look, again, I wanted to apologize. I know you really wanted that fellowship. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, Reek stepped off to the corner while he talking to her. Diana, all in this nigga book bag. Like, why, Diana? What are you looking for? He don't. Y'all not together. Y'all never. Like, what, what? And like, what are you? You found out how he moving the weight. You officially have no reason to keep like being weird about this nigga, dog. She on her Tasha shit. I'm just seeing your shit. Just whatever. So she go through his book bag. She found his little assignment card with the secret on the back. Oh, Jabari. So Carrie was like, Jabari, you trying to get back with me. You want to help? Nigga, help me with these cards and shit for this next assignment. She was like, take these, write their secrets on the back of their names. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So Jabari, after he thought that she was fucking reek, changed reek secret and wrote a student is having sex with a teacher at Stansfield my nigga blow the whole spot up nigga you and you're <laughs> having sex with a student at Sansville, nigga like relax so anyway um when carrie called reek she like yo i know you was upset about that and reek said oh don't worry about it uh I'm doing Professor Jabari's extra credit assignment that he gave me. Like, Reek ain't even know that that was some bullshit. Jabari called a nigga into the office, like, "Yo, you want extra credit? He helping you? You helping? Uh, him you help him book. write his book? So like he on like more
3: than one occasion he did that. Didn't yeah, he?
2: yep, because he stole he stole the whole idea for the book from Reek, stole his paper and shit. Now he running out of fucking words. He got writer's block on chapter six. He like, Reek, you want to help me out write a book on power and uh, intimate relationships? Reek like, sure. nigga. again, he like, I give you extra credit that'll bump your GPA up. You might be considered top five GPAs in the class. So Reek don't know he getting played. So when he told that shit to Carrie, can't see how I play. It. Can't see some getting played. Nigga, Carrie say Couldn't hit without your boo ever since the tenth grade. Carrie say, nigga, what the fuck you mean you doing a goddamn Extra credit assignment. She was like, nigga, right, let me look into this, nigga. he was like, yeah, Jabari, dog. So when Reek go back over there, nigga, Diana went through all this shit. She like, oh, was that your little girlfriend? And that nigga reek like, fam, look, I told you Lauren wasn't in my fucking room. It was my roommate girlfriend. I couldn't tell you because I ain't know where the fuck my roommate was at, nigga. Because your crazy ass brother kidnapped him. And I had to make sure Monet wasn't setting me up before I said anything, dog. Because you could have been up there on bullshit. Fuck out of here with your bum-ass ponytail. I hate weave ponytails. So, that nigga Diana was like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Like, let's make out. So, they start fucking kissing and shit. Whole time, your mom finna get her fucking throat slit with a box cutter upstairs while you down there kiss. Imagine if your mom get murdered because you was down there making out with Tariq. Down there heavy petting. Yeah, nigga, (laughs) y'all doing the fucking uh, bottom lip kiss. Nigga, no tongue. So they hear Monet and old boy up there tussling. They get into the scrap. Reek run upstairs. He like, what the fuck is going on? Dog turn around. While he turn around, Monet pulled the strap out. Monet up there nigga. getting her ass whooped. She getting tossed around this bitch. Monet was losing that easily.
3: Fam, all you is is a fucking angry attitude. No yeah. one's scared of you. you. You can't fuck with your son. Either of even your gay son to knock you the fuck out, yeah. In real life, and your daughter seemed like she really want to snuff you most times, yeah. And she like, what do you, what do you got other than our dad's
2: name? We yeah. got his name too. I'm Moneta. To, even the drug dealer nigga was laughing oh, at her. He like, was okay, like, okay, Monet. Moneta. <laughs> like t- she was like. I don't know if you understand. I'm on Nate Tahada. Yeah, that, we nigga, like, that uh. nigga locked up in jail. He got a cell phone. That's it. Cause even when Dog first walked in, that nigga said, "Monet, Kane ain't here. I don't even deal with you. I don't really respect you. Probably on some misogyny shit. Cause right now, guess no, what? Awesome. You can't do you a woman to and me. you don't boss up the way you be. Th- you boss up on your kids, not in this drug game. Fam, okay? this is
3: this is this is every drug deal right here. Either I respect you enough to pay you the money for the drugs or I'm going to take it. Mm. That's every interaction. When a, yeah. when a quote unquote drug deal goes wrong. Yeah. Nigga, I needed the money. I set up a meet and I stole that shit from yep. you. That's the drug deal go wrong. Like now when Kane is here, yeah. I respect you enough to pay for it because yeah. that's my option. Yeah, But
2: when I don't, yeah.
3: Every drug dealer's like, do I respect this nigga enough to pay for it?
0: Or and, do I just take it? And when some Kane is, is here. Shit?
2: When Kane is here, I know I can't take it. When you here, mm, I could try you. And when you talking crazy to me and you talking about you with Tejada, I see the fear in you, nigga. I see the bitch in you. Not bitch on some female shit. Y'all relax. But on some like, nah, nigga, I see the bitch in you. I see you fucking flinching. You acting like Kane ain't here and you don't know what to do.
3: To quote my homeboy, um, Jermaine Propane, a.k.a. Cannabis, um, like Common and Cube, I see the bitch in you. Yeah. And I'm going to make the world see it too.
2: Dog, that nigga really fucking got at her. So she shot old boy when Reek ran upstairs. That nigga Reek said, yo, um, I can help you get rid of the body they like nigga, what the fuck is you doing here? Diana like, look, I called him because when Kane didn't show up, I thought he might be helpful. How many
3: times do Diana got to tell y'all he not, she not fucking this man?
2: Man, Diana has not given Reek a piece of pussy. Man. Like every, oh, I see why here. Like nigga, get off of it. Fam, you fuck people that you work with. You literally fucking a beat cop, and then in the same day, you went and fucked my dad.
3: It's so wild that like, which is wild. It's so wild that you tried to teach her to use her body to get what she want, but now you keep stressing her like, why you fucking him? Why? Yeah, like, yeah. nigga,
2: you told me to. Damn, you literally told that nigga to. You told me to fuck him That's real life. Wild. That's real life, dog. Like, she literally told that nigga, yo, you know how you got to get this information out no, of him, right? Let me
3: rephrase that.
2: No, you, you referenced that as in fucking the uncle. Yeah,
3: because remember the uncle find her attractive. and He was like, yo, you got to use what you got to yeah. keep what you want. But an actual young man, her actual age, that's not the question.
2: Yeah, it's kind of fucking weird. Um, But when they kill a nigga, she was like, yo, when Drew get here, Reed can help Drew get rid of the body. And Drew got there and Drew came on some fuck this little gay shit. Drew, be on. Drew pulled up like, yeah, Drew's so scary, though. I every don't time, know. He, every, when he shot Dog through the window, Drew looked like he was about to shit. Because
3: the body was dead already.
2: I mean, also a fact, but...
3: Every time it's time for him to do some...
2: Like, I'm going to take Drew with me. Yeah. Oh, my God. I got to go. He definitely didn't want to be a part of that drop. He didn't want to be a part every of that Every single drop. time, That's a fact. he wants somebody else to do it. When he got to step in and do what Kane normally do, Drew gets shook. Like, well, damn, nigga, what you... But He learning from his mama. Because she be shook. Anytime anybody got to do something that Kane normally does... Somebody else gets shook But when Drew pulled up Now this was a weird plan Cause she shot dog in the chest And she shot him in the head She shot him that second time right They put him in the truck Drew said "I right, Reek hold the body still So this I can not, shoot this, through the window This is
3: not for the thinking people
2: This is easy shit to the Reek literally said Why you want me to hold the body That nigga said cause I'm gonna shoot it through the window Make it look like he got shot through the window what about the other two gunshots, my nigga? And why you want me to hold the body? Close the fucking door. Yeah. Put a seatbelt on. Boom. He'll be still. He'll be wherever you. Or I thought Rick got shot. Oh, when that blood hit. Yeah. And I thought he got shot in the arm or shoulder yeah, or some shit. Yeah. Like so, Rick splatter all over him. He got blood all over his shirt. He go back to the dorm. Lauren is there. She at the dorm. He like, yo, what's good? She like, fam, I broke up with Malcolm. I want you to go to the little party with me or whatever. Um then <laughs> in it, pajamas. Yeah, she looking ready for the little orgiastic party. came across her Instagram too. Yeah, no. She don't have a terrible Instagram.
0: Not um, a terrible Instagram. Um, no, no. She don't have a terrible <laughs> Instagram. But
2: <laughs> the nigga Reek was like, yo, um, why you asking me to go to the party with you? Why don't you go with Malcolm? She was like, oh, I broke up with that fuck-ass nigga. That nigga look like Candyman. I'm cool. blocked. Yeah, so she was like, that nigga is blocked and busy. Whatever the fuck she said about that nigga. So Reek was like, all right, man, come in the room. So they go in the room. They get to making out. She was about to take Reek clothes off. She took her robe off. She down to the fucking bra Penny set. She was finna take Reek clothes off. Then he remembered, oh, shit, I'm wearing a dumb-ass, bloody-ass shirt. So Reek say, yo, my secret on my card is a teacher at Stansfield is having sex with a student. She was like, nigga, what? And they say, yeah, that's my secret, right? You using any means necessary, 48 hours of power trying to get my secret for the assignment. There you go. And she was like, nigga, that's really what you think I came over here for? My nigga just go to the bathroom. Reek, you ain't never pardoned yourself from a room? Reek don't had no game, though. Like,
3: hey. Let me go get in the shower Yeah, shit.
2: like or like I've been hooping. Let me go get in the shower or a we go into to this. I'm guessing pajama orgy party. Let me go change clothes real quick. Put on something a little more comfortable. <laughs> no,
3: usually it's her that says let me go slide into a little bit. Of yeah.
2: But look, it's better than Horner. And that nigga literally made it seem like she was trying to make out with him. Complete. And he flipped like he got worse. He ain't make it better That nigga said He made it more I mean but like in real life Eh you did kind of No 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 He made valid points I ain't saying reclide. lied Cause that nigga was like Yo Every time me and you Fucking chilling your man pop up And then you start acting Different on me it Happened at your parents house Happened in your dorm Last week It happened today I don't like how you Switch up on me When uh, dog pop a sudden, up After we get yeah. a,
3: a, An assignment That we gotta Use gal yeah. to, to get something out yeah. of us You pop up Now all of a
2: sudden You were kissing smoke. me and all, Yeah, like, yeah. like okay i don't really know if that's if that's really the thing dog and she was like wow nigga he was like because he was like i don't know if i know the real you she was like nigga apparently i don't know you neither you know a nigga throw that bitch back on you and shit like Uh, pause that nigga will flip the script on you i don't think i've ever said to anyone (laughs) like male female uh, anybody i don't think i know the real you (laughs) reeks so dramatic dog (laughs) So he said that Lauren got mad, she dipped out She probably went to the party, got fucked by an athlete or some shit I don't know, nigga She was clearly trying to fuck And Reek blew the whole bag He had zero game um, Then Brayden fucking talked to his brother His brother said, yeah, I seen uh, um Riley with Reek
3: I'm t- this. That, that I don't whole, really
2: get where they going with it. Um, that shit whack. It's a lot of these. Ty- these. 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 Trace these. tried to threaten Reek with the whole. I'd call the police if you don't like leave my brother out of your shit. And Reek was like, "Nigga, the cops work for us. Why you think y'all got dropped off? Like, come on." But I'm like, mm, I can see still them still trying to me, make. And you still owe me money, so remember me my yeah, shit. Yeah, because you did steal our pills, and the whole reason that we even in this shit is because you still have to work. Because I would still have work if you didn't still have to work. Oh, and then um Tasha and Sax and Davis. <sighs> man. I so they brought Paz to the stand. I don't even want to go through all this shit. No, no, no. We ain't it ain't much to go through, man. Sax
3: But they keep double crossing each other.
2: Yeah. So Davis checked that nigga Sax like, yo. Oh, I'm sorry. Sax checked Davis like yo, nigga, you embarrassed me on the on the shit with uh two bit last week. We got to figure out a way. He was like, nigga, the Democratic National Committee is really on my ass trying to get me to fucking make it look like Ghost wasn't, or Jamie wasn't involved in shit. So I got to win a little. I got to look like I'm trying. We already got an all black and Latino fucking jury, which the DNC thought was weird, nigga. Like, we got to look like we are trying. So I nigga said, I'm going to bring Paz on the stand, Angela Valdez' sister. He brought Paz up there. He tried to hit her with some basic questions. DNC nigga looked like, nah. nigga, keep going. Keep going. He hit her with that fucking what we do is wrong, nigga. So Sax kept questioning her to the point that it ended up making it look real bad for a minute. Had Tasha looking like, because you remember Tasha gave her the money. She opened a salon. She living life. Sax questioned it to the point that it made Tasha look like she was trying to cover the fact that she knew who killed Angie and James Davis kind of brought it back around a little bit, but it did put some seeds of doubt in the jury dog. Um, so then that nigga Davis went and checked sacks like, yo, what the fuck was that? Nigga, you tried to fuck up the whole case. Thought we was trying to get Tasha out and get reek in. That nigga sacks was like, look, I had to make it look one way dog. But he was like, I got a surefire fire hundred percent direct path to Tariq Epiphany Jones. The stripper who was selling dope for him Who worked with Tasha Before she started selling dope for Reek And I said Sax how the fuck do you know about Epiphany Nigga Like where did that come from at all Like she bar- she worked with Reek Like one episode nigga And she worked with Tasha Like two episodes How the fuck is you finna get her to fucking snitch on Reek Or said she worked for that nigga I'm lost dog But all in all Fam, that was episode seven. We got three more. Does Tasha get out of jail before the finale? No. Do they revisit the whole uh, CO in prison or in MCC that was fucking with Tasha? Do they, like, bring that back up at all? Because she was, like, really fucking with Tasha.
3: It's going to be in the last episode.
2: Or, no, 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 fuck that. Fuck the CO. Do they revisit that fucking inmate that Tasha was trying to befriend? That's what I'm talking
3: about. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Last episode, okay, awesome. Oh, shit we forgot all about her. Yeah, same way they just randomly brought Epiphany back to fuck up. I also caught them say, uh, uh, the DNC wants sex to bring up, oh boy, that Tasha was fucking, um, because she set him up and that nigga's pissed off. So I'm like, maybe we might see dog again, too. All in all, this wasn't a bad episode, man. There was some things in here that I wasn't really a fan of, but I just feel like when they start focusing on the characters who don't matter, it becomes glaringly, like, bad and unrelatable.
3: Like, this show is not about these two professors.
2: fam. why they forcing that on us, Like, wh-
3: Like, who do you pay to watch this show to give you feedback and say, we'll be interested in this? Yeah. It's not
2: a thing. And it's like, yo, if y'all were going to try to make, like, the professor's anybody trying to force the the woman professor to be a love interest
3: well see you know what if she was just fucking with zeke yeah i could possibly even take that but that and this little relationship you got with the jabari nigga like it's way too much
2: reek academic advisor and she his professor is too many steps um the whole jabari trying to write a book based on reek life is weird the whole jabari trying to figure out what student she fucking is weird i don't understand it um if anything i don't like either one of the professors and i really would prefer if y'all just let that white professor come to his job because you two niggas are fucking this whole thing up dog um and y'all making it look bad Like fam This is the most prestigious class At this school And y'all got it looking like a fucking circus dog. Like come on bro Bruchandi ain't, She ain't in that class for this She too cute for this shit <laughs> All in all man I'm gonna get this episode a hot Man I'll I give it two and a half wires man I, I, It wasn't bad It wasn't a bad episode But it was potential for this to actually be really really good And I was online looking for some wires
3: the other day mm. I found some at uh, Saks But they new wires I want the old wires You know what I'm saying Oh yeah 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 facts Like the the like new the ones, vintage joints yeah. yeah, But the new ones they do look good They're about 1200 You know what I'm saying They're not bad Yeah Ain't hey, all price of the buffs. <laughs> the, buffs <laughs> the, the buffs that went buffed and doubled and tripled facts, and shit. That bitches like thirty six now. Like damn. Yeah.
2: Um. I might. I don't know. Yeah. I say pull it that I when I bought them wires, I got them vintage joints, man. I didn't want to spend the money on them that I spent. I want some vintage woods though, dog. So I still do want some vintage woods. My issue is I want the vintage woods. That's the exact. As my wires, I just want them with the wood, like same frame, same lens or whatever. Like the ones they make now, they got the wood over the top. Yeah, and I, don't, I don't like them. Yeah, the little yeah, them ain't my style. They not for me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, cause they, I'll be seeing something. I mean, I'm look like, good. They look say good they on. Niggas. I don't like them, but like that's not what that's not ours, nigga. You know me, I ain't a buff nigga. I like woods. I think what because we came up in the woods era, nigga. That's just my style. Like the buffs to me, niggas be looking like fucking uh bugs life okay
3: I, I found my I, I found two pair of porter manas oh
2: my god i got some wood and gold yeah, ones, find them at the Crivo. and i got some black and silver ones oh yeah. yeah you in the game nigga them black ones might be the move dog um let me just beat up though so we got one more episode before christmas man uh we we're gonna try to get y'all something holiday related we should review this christmas yo so, I'm glad you said that. I've only bro. seen it one time when it was in the movie theaters. I haven't, I've never watched it again. So, I've seen this Christmas a million it. times. That's, I think it easily became like the black holiday movie. Um, I've watched it a million times because that was my grandma's favorite movie. That's one of the last films that I took her to the theater to see. And she loved it so much when it came out on DVD. I bought her a DVD player and the movie. And we used to watch it all the time. Every holiday, we watched it. Um, so oh, I actually Netflix just right I watched it yesterday, and I hit my mom, and I said, "Yo, they really got me thinking if this Christmas is actually a good movie right now because it was some elements in there. It's a it's a classic film. Well, I'm I, giving it. I, it I haven't seen it in a while, but it's a well, review. It yeah, let's let's get into this Christmas next week. We will talk about power still, half power, half we'll, this Christmas. We'll split we'll, it up. We'll give you this. Is what we'll do? Yeah, we'll we'll split that up. How about we drop this Christmas? Yeah. On Christmas Eve I'm with that We'll record we c- Yeah we record <laughs> Next week like normal But yeah. we drop this Christmas Christmas Eve Get y'all the power episode Um On Tuesday Like we normally do And y'all get this Christmas on Thursday man And that way Everybody gets they love We get y'all these Holiday shits Um That holiday move That we talked about After the pod last week I gotta follow up on that Uh Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah! I gotta follow yeah. up on that. Um, I that was my bad. I had a long weekend, but um, I'm gonna follow up on that. See if we can put that play together. That'll go perfect with this Christmas. And uh, yeah, man, we're gonna get you all a holiday episode next week, and we're gonna get you all that power shit. You know, Mister Two Pods a week. I know how we do. In the meantime, till next week, what I want y'all to do: subscribe to this Weekend Culture on whatever digital streaming platform you use. Follow this Weekend Culture on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the ones that matter. Um, And really follow us on the gram because I might be about 10 seconds from just only posting through This Week in Culture Like I'm just uh, I'm kind of over the internet I've talked about it a million times uh, In the meantime man Follow This Week in Culture Send your Blackberry letters To This weekend Culture Pod at gmail.com Rock with the guys Every week We will see y'all next week Till then I'm at That's Jay This Week in Culture Episode 137 I believe Three hours of content On you hoes Which y'all know We out
3: Y'all not really hoes Just <laughs> <There's> a couple <laughs>